Namaste, motherfuckers. And welcome to Tantric Conversation, episode number 54, Kyle Harris. My name is Curtis Payne, and I'm your host and shit. I'm trying to get in the habit of saying that. Sound felt pretty awkward that time. I've got to work on that. <clears throat> Kyle Harris. Kyle Harris from the Diamond Center, who I have to admit I've only only seen once. He came highly recommended for my buddy Ryan Muldoon, and I did get to see them opening up at uh, for Keypone and RPG at Hardy Wood a while ago. Kind of distracted by the uh, old folks get-together that that was, so I didn't get to pay a lot of attention to him. So I wanted to get Kyle over here and get to know him and find out more about what he does. But we didn't talk about music at all. I didn't find out very much about him. <laughs> we had a, a very tantric conversation about tantric shit. Talked about ins and outs of the cosmos and all of that. So, and I guess in some respects that is related to his music. And I think music we both like. Um, but yeah, it's long. We talked for two hours, so it's another one of those ones that really earns the name. And uh, I don't remember. I haven't, we did this about two weeks ago, and I haven't listened to it since. But um, I think prepare to have your mind blown. It is August, and this fucking summer is almost over. I am now ranging around in a big-ass three-bedroom house by myself. Uh, my roommate, girlfriend, flew the coop, and uh, it wasn't sudden or anything. We've been both trying to fly the coop for a long time. We finally just had to part ways. It's not working out. But um, now I'm in this house by myself, this big-ass house, and I don't think I could stand to have a roommate in here. But because uh, I don't, you know, I the more I think about what I would allow another person to do if they were here, it's not something that I would accept if I was to move in with somebody. I basically want somebody to pay half the rent and stay in their fucking room and, or not be here. So when I recognize that I'm that selfish, I just have to recognize that I ought to just pay for it all. So that means money's a little tighter. And uh, those of you who do be digging this and i see that there are lots of new ones following me on twitter and i'm i'm conscious that you're listening to it stop by the page go to the donate section kick in a little little money and i'm will try to get more regular on this i got a lot more time i have freed up quite a bit now so i'll be trying to schedule more of these i got Ch chad painter coming over tomorrow from wonderland i went down there and ate one of his burgers last night and he did not pay me to say this i've been watching him post these concoctions on facebook and although i know they're terrible for me i, I love the creative crazy double triple decker burger with bizarre ingredients and he i had one last night that was texas toast bun with nutella and cheese stuffed in it over a burger that had a little debbie nutty bar mixed up in it with chocolate and peanut butter and bacon and mescaline mix and all of this stuff went together beautifully it was delicious some tater tots and he's got a lot of other interesting things on the menu he's trying to get real serious about the food so if you ever a little plug for old chad if you ever just thought of wonderland as a place to get wasted you can still do that but you also might want to go down there and try some of his very creative cooking he's a good cook knows his way around stuff and he's creative like how many times are you gonna say creative curtis jesus good thing he's not paying me for this 
Uh, yeah, so that's all I got, really. You guys, I'm sure you don't mind this being shorter intro. Um, Kyle Harris, Diamond Center. When you see him playing, go check him out. He's a real cool guy. So let's get on into that slide, on into that roll, on into that fade, on into that, I think, fading out is good. It's radio shit, too. I'm just going to start rolling. Because that's how we do. This is yeah. like, you know, you've listened to podcasts where they do that. So. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. It's uh, it's kind of a, because I, I, I'm a big fan of, uh, like, I, you know, like we discussed, I love Mark Maron's podcast. I yeah. think it's... Um, you know, even people that I'm not necessarily familiar with or interested with, you know, in it's 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 great hearing you know these stories of these people because they all have something to say, mm-hmm. you know. And then, but then you hear the ones that you're actually truly interested in, and then you know, it's like, like I think uh, there was one, um, the Hunt Sales. I don't mm-hmm. know if you heard that one, but it's like Hunt Sales is he one like Soupy Sales? Yeah, son? He's, he's, one of the he's one of the Tin sons. Machine. Yeah, he was right. in Tin Machine, but he also played on. Um, he put on some Iggy stuff. He he was oh, yeah. on uh, the I think he was on the Idiot maybe mm-hmm. or and or maybe Lust for Life like Lust for Life like the Lust for Life drum part that's right. him that's Hunt Sales. Oh yeah. And so it was cool hearing like uh, his uh, you know him saying like oh yeah Lust for Life that was like my thing you know I just played this drum part or whatever mm-hmm. and it was it, you know it's crazy hearing like because this was recent and he's still like you know, kind of living the life of that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so I think he's, you know, they've talked about like problems with maybe addiction or whatever. And yes. he's just like, yeah, I'm still, it's still a battle, you know? And it's yeah. just like, like, he's still just living it, but I don't know, you know, it's. Yeah. I like, that's what I like about that show too, is that, well, for the people that you do have some expectation about, like that you, you know, think, you know, or whatever, cause they're celebrities that you've been into some kind of celebrity, I don't know, as a comedian or a musician, that you get to find out how much like of a normal person oh, yeah. they are, you know, that just because you're famous doesn't mean you're not afraid of stuff or resentful about stuff or like insecure or yeah. And you know. and and I, I love I love hearing the ones with the older dudes too. Like um like the the one with uh, Dick Van Dyke was fantastic, mm-hmm. you know. And hearing you know it's like it's just talking about his struggles with you know alcoholism or whatever. But also hearing like that and like the the Mel Brooks and like the um. You know, hear, hearing them talk about like just the, the older the, and like how you know things are, it'll never be that way again, and it's totally, yeah. totally, uh, you know, a, a different, a different way. And hearing their firsthand accounts of, oh yeah, we would go to the, you know, up in the the Borscht Belt and play these, you know, mm-hmm. hotels, and it would just be this weird thing. And you know, they were just, I mean, that was their Hamburg or whatever, you know, that mm-hmm. was their like, that was their twenties when they were just raging and partying and going crazy and 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 performing and and being part of that, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just I don't know because you know you know these like I you know I knew Mel Brooks as a kid from Spaceballs and then <laughs> every other things that you you know go back and watch. But um, here here in the these, you know, this like, cause they're just people that were trying to, you know, just squirrels trying yeah. to get a nut at some yeah. point, you know, like all of us. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's really given me an appreciation and listening to all of these different creative people. I mean, I never, I, I didn't have care much for comedians per se. Yeah. yeah. Like I liked in the eighties and stuff. I, I, I went through a spell of watching every HBO comedy special mm-hmm. and like, but gradually I just kind of lost interest in the the whole clown thing, but it never occurred to me. I always thought those guys were just funny and they got up on stage and were funny. 
I had no idea that they wrote this stuff and they wrote it over and over again. They did drafts of it and they took it up and bombed and then worked on it and worked on it. And like that really made me like comedy a lot more to realize. I totally agree. It's uh, And actually, you know, there was like a brief moment when I first was kind of getting into that and, and Duncan Trussell's podcast and, and, and like – Oh, maybe I should try comedy. Maybe mm-hmm. I should, you know. And it's like you then you, you're trying to write jokes, and you're like, oh, this is terrible. This mm-hmm. is terrible. And realizing that these guys have crafted this thing as yeah. any, you know, the same thing that you know, you know, I've been playing music for eighteen. I don't have how many years now, going on twenty years, and you cultivate and curate your tastes, and they're doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and. And you've listened to so much stuff. Like yeah, you as a guitar yeah. player, and I play a little guitar. You've listened to so much stuff; it's become part of an instinct and, an, and a vocabulary, yeah. and all of this stuff. And and it's like I might have even quoted this when I was talking to Ryan. David Gilmore was defending their use of uh, keyboards and stuff around the time of Dark Side of the Moon, and he said, "It's like give a man a guitar, and it's automatically Eric Clapton." Yeah, 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 you know, absolutely. It, being a comedian is no different. They like those guys are. They've been living it for a really long time. You can't just decide you're going to write that stuff. No, any no. more than you can just pick up a guitar and get up on stage. Although, that's some good. But there's <laughs> the. But then there's the. Then the, you do have the savant type situation mm-hmm. where people are just funny or yeah. just amazing. It's you know you get these these people that write these songs that are they they haven't listened to the right records. They haven't gone right. through and done the research. They haven't done their time with all these great artists that you that you and I've spent so much time with and like ugh, now we're snobby about it but they're right. just like you know naively creating this thing that's beautiful and 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 that's because you know I mean I don't know I mean most of I I feel like most of the people that I listen to that I truly love were coming from another place and they were mm-hmm. basically copying and changing. You know, you listen to the early who or the, you know, stones or whoever, and they're, they're basically emulating and slightly filter, filtering these things. But then there, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example, but um, I'm sure, I'm sure that exists that, you know, there's these people you hear and they, they don't know any of the old things that right. are good. And that, that I consider um, landmarks that you, if you don't listen to these, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But that's the beauty. Yes, as slash. soon as I now that you mention it, what I just said was bullshit because, <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I mean, I, my favorite kind of music, really, ultimately, is the music played by people that sort of almost had no business doing it. Like they, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying, like, it's, you know, yeah, ev- I mean, basically, I just as a caveat, everything that I'll probably say is going to be end up being bullshit because there's. Uh, you know, there's there's examples in, in every genre of things that some people are just meant. You know, I, re- I really feel like that some people are touched and some people are not touched. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, you, you and, and it's either through cultivation, like somebody like, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, take the Velvets, for instance, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, Lou is coming from this background of writing these like goofball songs and then he kind of got darker and then he met kale and he was coming from this 
avant-garde thing, but then it worked and it was a mixture, a perfect mixture of, of, you know, dark and light. Basically mm-hmm. it's what I, the way I look at the velvet, it's the reason they work so good. It's dark and it's dark and light. Yeah. And it's rooted in something gritty and real plus trying to be transcendent on some level and, yeah, and break yeah. the mold. And, and at the time everybody was, you know, at that point, everything, everybody was just blowing things apart, you know, and they, they mm-hmm. were included in that. They were just blowing everything apart and like, Oh, what if we did this thing that's accepted and then just, turned it on his ear mm-hmm. and then they had the velvet underground and then everybody worships them and as including myself you know it's i don't know it's it's there's weird. so many like i mean you know there isn't any formula you know it, it it works or it doesn't work you know and there really is no you can't learn to be to you can't be like educated into doing what the rolling stones did you could listen you could have been at the i mean there were tons of guys doing yeah. the same thing that they were sure. doing at that time and they didn't they didn't find that spot, that that sweet spot, or tap into that thing, and uh, you know, and that's what is so cool to me about art in general is that, like, this is what interests me about it anyway. Is when I want to do it is like getting into something, getting in over your head, and and something happening. So there's <laughs> a, a, the phrase that keeps pop, and it, it's 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 happened, and I know this is not a new phrase, and it's not something that it's not people know this phrase but it's in the past few weeks uh between a, a book that i was reading between uh, uh, you know something <clears throat> i saw you know <coughs> excuse me maybe on like a I, I don't know four different times in the past month the phrase fake it till you make it mm-hmm. keeps popping into my you know existence i've heard and, that a lot <laughs> and it's that it's it's like you know, it's 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 a complete thing of of because art. You know, the the trick, the the problem with art and music that you run into is that it's ego versus I don't know what. Like mm-hmm. it's you know, it's like you, you inspiration, battle, inspiration, you know, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. ego versus inspiration. Without ego, you would just be like, nah, take it or leave it. But with the ego drives you to say, no, I'm, I can do this. I'm right. going to do this. Without the ego, you're not picking up the guitar. Yeah, yeah. And right. and so, but then, you know, then you see, I, I don't know. It's it's such a, man, it's such a. Uh, it's well, a, I'll say what I think, I think you're saying is like, um, there's, you know, you got to have an ego. You got to have a desire to be heard. You have to have something, you know, some point to make something to say, whatever that drive that that's the ego part of it. But when you get into doing that, certain kinds of artists really pursue getting finding that inner creativity or, or, or the inner wisdom or the that whatever that other that thing that's behind the ego that's got some, that knows something that you don't know you know. Yeah, you know? like it, it, like I think it, it, you, it's, it's like a jumping off point. But it, you know, and then I think about even people like, say, like Jandek, you know, who who was hidden quote unquote hidden for years and did these things that were not meant to be her or, or, or were or whatever, but he was creating this. I mean, who is Jandek? Uh, he's he's might've... a guy and I, you know, it's, it's, um, there's a, he, he was, he was a mysterious character for years. He had a, uh, he, it's maybe a label called Cor- Corwin industries, I think. And I, and I may be wrong on that. And, um, he, he just made these obscure records and, you know, I just would always hear about Jandek. He made these like far out records that nobody like, you know, they were put out by himself and they were this underground thing, you know, pre-internet, uh, you would get tapes or whatever. And, and, um, but then he's recently, I think in the past, say 10, five, 10, eight years kind of come out and said, okay, you know, like 
this is me. like you didn't see there was like one picture of him that was like this you know masked picture and you didn't really see him but it was almost like you know you feel like was he really was was what were his intentions like was, was that a really, put on or was that for, right, right like right. was he was he just trying to be mysterious and that was like his thing or was he truly this you know nut job that we're making these records that he didn't really give a shit if anybody heard him or not mm-hmm. you know and and that's I wonder, you know, but it, it doesn't matter because it, the leg, the legacy and the the thing is there. I think there's a, a the new do, a new documentary that's about to come out that's about him, and I think he's opened up a lot more and he's mm. he's performed, you know, more and kind of, you know, I mean, he's still completely obscure to you know the majority of people, but um, but it's it's like when you you know you talk about ego and then that so that the question then is like what is the true What's the prime directive? What's the prime directive? Do you want to? You want my? Uh, are you? Is that a rhetorical question? Or are you asking me? Because I, I got an answer. No, I know. I mean, you know, I'd like to know. I'm always curious. What is the? prime I have directive? formulated an answer. For okay. That. Okay. So, like, to me, ego is there has to be some individual self interest for like the, you know, this particular meat bag mm-hmm. to motivate and not just like wallow mm-hmm. in the mud and and like the ego and on a healthy level is saying you matter, it matters, you know what you you know. It's not necessarily in such intellectual language. It's just saying there's a point to you surviving, mm-hmm. you know, and that has to it has to build up a certain level. Whether you're a Stone Age dude or one of the, uh, the kind of guy we are now, some kind of like inner mythology to make you know you want to go and do something and pursue a life, and and that needs to happen just so that the machine will survive and life wants to survive. So that's like this is like a thing we evolved, um, where you know. That's almost like tack, you know, the way birds fly south, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but when that gets out of balance, it starts to defeat itself, you know. Sure, There's sure. a whole other program running that is just about life. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just like, it's it's life that's been around, you know, in, in our cells, in our DNA, in our, our, the shit that we're made out of that's been around since the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, since the Big Bang. Like the carbon, uh, all those, that fucking elements and whatever. Mm-hmm. And that stuff knows something, you know. Not in the way that we intellectually think of knowing something, but it's got um, it knows it, it knows how to like be part of a system. You know, it knows how to contribute. It like somehow knows how to be the universe, if that makes sense. So, so you think? <laughs> so, okay, let me think. So, so you think that Joseph Campbell calls it the wisdom of the body. Okay, like your body knows how to do shit. You don't have to, you intellectually don't have to know anything about for it to work. Right. Like that heart that's beating right now in the lungs and all of that. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. There's that. But so, okay. So that happens, that happens in animals too. Um, you know, the, the, the effects, the, the neuro, uh, you know, neurons and uh, neutrons, protons, mm-hmm. all your things are firing and you don't have anything to do with them. But so what, what makes you think? So not- humans are different from animals in this respect that mm-hmm. the, the animals, Self-interest and um, natural interest is almost the same thing. Like, I mean, they have enough to like, you know, they get up, they do their thing, they get, they form packs, whatever. Most mm-hmm. of it is instinct, and most of it is very, yeah, right? right. Most of it is very simple, similar to what our bodies are naturally doing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. we've got this, the stronger intellectual ego thing that is saying it's about more even than that i'm important yeah and it starts (laughs) it starts refracting yeah and it starts actually operating at odds with the life 
you know, um, imperative. So, so where do you think that, okay, so, so you take, um, if you get out of balance, that is right. Right. Okay. So you take, you take somebody who, you take somebody who grew up on, um, say somebody who grew up pre colonial days on a farm, uh, they're, you know, um, they, 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 are they, are they, are they driven to say, um, man, I could really do something different. Like I, I feel this thing and I don't know what it is, this drive to do mm-hmm. something. I'm an individual or is it more, because I really feel like culturally in the United States specifically, you know, we're so into it's since the say 60, late sixties, everything is about the end be an individual, right. man, be different. You are unique. You mm-hmm. are this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that you know is that something that is truly inherent and now we're able to express it more because now I mean basically face it like the life that I live and the life that most people live in the United States as a you know honky or whatever like I can I'm, I'm just I have if if I'm not creating art it's my own fault if I'm right. not if I'm not spending my time doing something for people to say wow that dude's cool then it's my fault like I don't mm-hmm. I can do it or I can not do it but you know um but you know you're driven in these days culturally to be an individual yeah. and so and I, and I don't and I fight with that because I don't know you know especially if you think about more like you know eastern things you think about um is is it the individuality like is it is it natural like is it is it is it, is it something that's supposed to be okay so I I read this thing recently Okay, so talking about drives, like so, mm-hmm. everybody has a drive to do something. Whether you're, if you're a millionaire, you want more. If mm-hmm. you're poor, you want more. Mm-hmm. If you're an artist, you want something new. Everybody wants something. Right. Everybody wants something else or more. Right. And so <laughs> I, I, I recently, and this is, uh, are you familiar with Ron Regi Jr.? Mm-mm. So he did a book, um, and I actually heard this guy on another podcast, on on Duncan Trussell's podcast, but uh, it's. <clears throat> It's called Cartoon Utopia, mm-hmm. and it's basically his. Um, it's basically it's been described sort of as a more a modern day kind of be here now thing in mm-hmm. the sense that he's taking these ideas from different situations and kind of like culminating them into a book, and it's illustrated and it's this far out comic thing, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, it's not a graphic novel by any stretch, but it's these like pretty far out ideas and there'll be one and what that, is it called again it's called cartoon utopia, cartoon utopia. i okay. can't recommend it enough it's one of the most beautiful books i've ever seen because it is full of full of these like universal truths or things that i could feel like are truth to me and one of the things it talks about is how you know okay in the beginning there was some sort of singular thing and then it divided mm-hmm. and then from there on you had whether you want to call it the big bang or right. whatever you want to call it and it divided 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 um, became universes, became whatever, became people, became, you know, uh, uh, Chrysler, became everything. Right. Like everything is division, division, division. But the strive that we are innately born with to do something and always want something else is actually the strive to reconnect and come and go back to the one yeah, there's the singular. Uh, okay, so... But we're hit. But we're distracted by things like, oh, I want a new car, or man, I really love to have that yeah. new, that that Gibson guitar, or I really want to be famous, or I want to be this. But but secret. But you know the the actual the actual drive behind that is us just trying to connect with 
people and become back to that one, that singular. And mm-hmm. I love that. You know, it's like, oh, it explains everything to me. You know, yeah, and it, there's a whole lot of counterintuitive stuff to it, and then a whole bunch of stuff that makes sense. And if I would, if I think, if I'm catching what I think you're, if I'm picking up what you're laying mm-hmm. down, getting um, the drift, man. You know, we we think of it especially as Westerners as you know when those things divided, they became two different things, mm-hmm. you know, and then it was the binary opposition. It was this or that, mm-hmm. you know, and there was other and everything. But, um, I read Alan Watts mm-hmm. book, like, I don't know, six years ago now or something like that called the, the secret or something or the mm-hmm. book. No, it's not called the secret. It's called the book. But at the end of it, he's like, the, the, there's a secret. And the secret is, is that you aren't in the universe. You're not part of the, you, I mean, you are the universe. Mm-hmm. Like the universe is this one thing mm-hmm. made up of all of these, seemingly different parts but it's really one it's a whole sure. never stop being a whole yeah even when uh those two cells divided it was still a one whole thing right but the illusion the the illusion of other that has something to do with the inertia that when that stuff started dividing its agenda and this is i think philip k Dix came up with this is that the agenda of of life and and creation and not just as what we think of as life as biological but like the movement you know first there's a there's nothing there's stillness there's void and then there is all of this activity and this activity goes on and on and on and it creates uh compound i mean it creates elements um compounds life forms all of this stuff and it its inertia is it's just come to be and it is, and it has a drive to somehow know itself, mm-hmm. right? And it just keeps complexifying until it has sensory organs to regard mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. And like that's what we are. Is this? <laughs> this is getting really far out, but we are the sensory organs to regard it itself. We are it, mm-hmm. you know. But along the way, as you were mentioning, is the world of illusion that is created, and this comes into sort of the Hindu thinking that. You know, all of this mundane, ridiculous bullshit about like who um, who's going to be president or who's going to be rich or, or like all of this, these petty psychodramas and all of this kind of stuff. That's all the world of illusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally created. When yeah. you're when you're really driving around trying to think and I, I practice this sometime when I catch somebody walking down the street that I think is a, a, a wretched excuse for a human being. I go, I mean, namaste, you know, mm-hmm. what's, you know, what's divine, what's divine in me recognizes what's divine in you and it's challenging to regard the things in the environment right then and there as being divine or whatever and the category they have to go in is world of illusion yeah so the idea is that at some point the creation has to be once again reunited with the creator it has to be really more you know this uh integrated thing again and that world of illusion has to be destroyed so that's the cycle uh, according to the Hindu religion, is sure. it? And then they and they sort of play it out in the Matrix, and what you know, um, it turns out there's been a Neo over and over and over again. Right, you know? right. And this is a cycle, and that our intuitive, thought, our Western thoughts are all about going somewhere, accomplishing something like. But they're really, but then the Eastern thought is there's really nowhere to go. You know, it you already have it all. It's already all here. Um. And and that seems like a loss, or it seems like a bummer to the Western mind. But it's like the, these counterintuitive things in balance that there is somewhere to go, but it isn't strictly linear. Mm-hmm. It is cyclical, and it and there's a point to it, but it's not anything that we would be able to recognize. So at some point, you just have to trust it and do your thing and play your part in the in as what is it? Uh, 
Matthew McConaughey said, "Time is a flat circle." Yeah, know? yeah. So <laughs> in uh, his character, anyway. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was long, but did you? No, yeah, no. I know I'm with you. Um, so um, let me let me gather my thoughts for a second. So <laughs> so that being said, um, <clears throat> which I yeah yeah okay. So to achieve some sort of compliance with that situation in your time on earth, you almost have to become a monk, I believe, to truly eliminate the comp- all the illusion. Mm. Well, the, or you don't eliminate, uh, uh, you stop struggling against the illusion. And you accept th- that your that part of what it seems to be your flaws are your necessary um, gifts to be adding to that that big picture. I mean, know. so are you? So do you think? Let me shut you, this door. Real yeah, quick. yeah. Go ahead. So do you think? Do you think we're capable of? Because I mean, so with that that being said, I mean, I I, I I'm on the same page with that. Um, so every, every day, every day is a struggle to get back to that, though. You know, I have to remind myself constantly of, yeah, like you said, you see somebody, you make snap judgment, you think about them, and then you say, oh, wait, no, 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 that's not right. Like, that's, they're in this other dimension or other whatever, you know, like, they're, they're, the way they think is not the way I think. The way they, they the way they're, like, dressed um, reflects nothing you know they're right. they're on another they're you know possibly spiritually connected in a different way than i am um the things that we take so seriously as various kinds of right. cool or hip or knowing people really are absurd oh yeah you know? it's complete complete like you said illusion something that right. for whatever reason through you know music and culture what you think is cool what you've connected with through you know, so if you loved, you know, just to bring it up because it's topical, the Ramones, if you were a huge Ramones person and that's you thought they were the best thing ever, you're going to wear a T-shirt, torn jeans, and a black leather jacket. And if you see somebody else that looks like that, they're cool. Right. This person, not cool. Right. They're wearing boat shoes and uh, right. their glasses on the back of their neck, and they're they're not cool. But, you know, so it's that instant judgment. And so you fight that every day. So I guess that that's what I was getting at about being the monk. It's like, so to... You can, you know, isolate yourself to a point where, like, I think well, it I, doesn't even count. It's like it's easy to diet if there's any food around. You right, know? right. So I, I'm not really sure what the benefit of being a monk is. Like, that's well, that's kind of where I was going to go with that because, so you know, you think about like these monks or you know, in, in whatever sect they're in, they've dedicated their lives to complete either meditation or whatever, mm-hmm. to achieve a level of existence that is not what n- most people exist on. So, but the, so the beauty of, I think, of humanity and culture and, and the reason that, you know, like the reason that we are in these, like, these crazy times where, especially, and, and, well, and that gets back to, I don't know about, like, say, if you put somebody in the Stone Age compared to today. But today's culture drives us to be this thing. But 
somewhere in there, the diff, the separation, what separates us as humans from, say, instinctual animals who, as far as I'm concerned, are Zen creatures or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, because they exist and there is nothing else. They the live moment, and they die and whatever. Which is supposedly so, the way to be, right? S- supposedly. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the thing, the, the big monkey wrench in the whole shit bag is that we're humans and we have these thoughts and these feelings and the, that's what separates us is the, the, the you know, companionship, love, um, experience. Like we've, you know, like that's, it's almost like this weird, it's like this bad gift that we've been given, you know, like it's like, um, you know, it's like, it's like a, it's like a piece, it's like the carrot on the string, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, um, you know, I can do these things and i don't i don't know like uh, well it's a double it's a double-edged sword like uh, you know i mean i i've i've accepted a lot of different sort of uh ideas about it you know without digging too deeply you know the idea of of like uh animals are better in their zen-like state mm-hmm. they're sort of still in paradise they're still in the garden of eden humans if this is our curse we've been cast out whatever um, and gradually uh, over the years, I said, well, why, why is that bad? And why do we cast so much shame on ourselves? We're not actually our ability to contemplate connects us to the other animals. We don't share that with them, but we're able to identify with um, animals that might have been our competitors or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we're able to say, like, I can, you know, I can connect with a, a, a cat or a dog or uh a giraffe or an elephant or whatever my consciousness and my that, that transcendent mind actually a- enables me to have compassion for other species and mm-hmm. things like that and it doesn't separate us it connects us it's it's our like it is on the one hand our species gift or or tool it's all part of our tool making you know it's our it's our defense like mm-hmm. instead of having really good claws or teeth we make tools we build shit we figure stuff out you know, we cure diseases. We do all of these kinds of things. It's still who we are naturally. It's still a natural thing to be a human like that, you know. But we tend to think of it as like, oh, we've gotten so far out of sync with nature. But this is this is a human being natural, you know. Right. And at that. this point, and also at this point, um, like what you know, in the the world we live in, the society we live in, especially you know, speaking from my personal experience of being this, you know, male in the 2000s in United States of America, like what, what is natural? Like there's like, who is, is it, is it, I forget who, you know, is it, is it a Buddhist that thinks like everything is perfect? Like even the destruction, right. like, you know, like, you know, this, this terrible thing happened, this plane got shot down, right. we found out about, and it's like, I mean, obviously that's a huge tragedy and all these families are grieving and all this terrible things that happen. But I'd like to believe there's no accidents. I'd like to Mm -hmm. believe there's no, like everything is purposeful and everything serves, serves a reason. Um, or, you know, or purpose in, in all of that stuff really is a narrow framework and a narrow bandwidth. Like, you know, if we're only looking at one, moment in time something can look really bad or look really good yeah definitely and even over the course of a life it may not be none of it's ever realized or mm-hmm. you know that 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 period is never put on that sentence or that story the ends never to that story and how much you suffer over individual events 
depends on your perspective about that. Yeah. It's not saying that it ain't bad yeah. or it's not a bummer. It's like how much do you really fixate on how bad it is? And, you know, or yeah. do you take it in stride as part of like that's that's a part of how it is. It's not it's natural, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it is the the more the thing that makes it more intolerable is saying it shouldn't be. Right. But you know, it is. Who and, am I to say that right. this is not perfection in every second, you know, like the the fact that you know, I'm sitting right here. The fact that I didn't get creamed on the way over, the fact that mm-hmm. anything like, like I, I'd like to, I'd like, because otherwise you just grieve all the time, right. all the bad shit that's going on. But you just have to, I, I mean, I have to, you don't, you don't have to, anybody has one, to, but I, one has to say, <laughs> man, everything is perfect. And I feel fortunate that my life is, you know, I'm not in a suffering position necessarily. I'm not in this, you know, I don't live in this country where I have to worry about food. I don't have to do this. But and so you can feel guilty about that or you can just say, man, everything is as it should be. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, I'm going to write my stupid little songs and I'm going to live this life that I think is what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, you, you can know? just really get into like to me at this point, the most punk rock thing you could do as be is be as you as you are including all the stuff that you don't think is cool yeah I'm you know saying. like let that like because that's really is what's going to be the most be- like punk rock about you is like that stuff that you want to like you know cover up with the uniform you know that are you're trying to conceal by joining the the gang i yeah you i know you know it's it, it's funny um like you think about so you know you think about like so you have a band and you want to be cool and you want to like be on pitchfork and you mm-hmm. want to do this thing. But you look at these websites and all these people look very similar. They're like very thin and very right. like young and very this or that. And, you know, um, and so it's for a second, you're like, you are hopeful that you can go do this thing too and be cool like that. And what it took for me was man, we had a kid about mm-hmm. a year and a half ago. And that's when I really, really did realize that the coolest thing you can do is be the complete, your complete self in yeah. every way, whether it's, you know, whatever. But because you think about the people that you're actually admiring, I mean, yeah, some of them were just inherently cool. I mean, you know, just whatever. Like you look at the velvets, they were dressed in black. You look at whatever. But think about like the elevators. Like those guys mm-hmm. were just a bunch of ragtag dudes that, but they tuned in, you know, whatever. But or, or think about like, I don't know. I'm just off the top of my, you know, like the talking heads or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just think like these are these people were, you know, especially. You know, like the, the the ones that I probably admire the most, the bands that I admire the most, were probably just being themselves. Mm-hmm. I like to think. I mean, yeah, there's like the Ramones or whatever, but but that have a, a look. Or there's like you know the Beatles who were trying to do this thing that looked like that. But then when they when they opened up, they were just trying. They were just exploring and trying to. They were they were trying to discover themselves. You know and. And, and they had the wherewithal and leisure and all of that stuff to sort of get into whatever the hell they right. wanted they, to. They kind of <laughs> had they kind of had carte blanche to do that. They had the money. They had the whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's it's funny too, like because you know most people don't realize that they were way further out than people. You know, like with McCartney's, like oh, it's like tape loops and his avant-garde mm-hmm. connections, and like he was doing stuff way out. But it, you don't hear that. You hear, you know. So he's Whatever. the pops, you know, silly love song guy. Yeah, yeah, which he's that too. But you know, um, 
I find that really, really interesting, though, too. I think these are also like stages of life, you know, in the big cycle of of growing up and yeah. getting Discovery, wise. Discovery, rediscovery. Yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, part of, I think, what that impetus is, even if you grew up on a farm or you didn't even live on a farm, you were a Stone Age tribe, the male has an, uh, an, an impulse, an imperative to get the hell away from his father. Mm-hmm. You know, the genes are compelling you to get out of this environment so that you're not competing with your father for your, you know, the only other women that are around, mm-hmm. your mother and your sister or, or whatever. Like, you've really got to get out of there and go start your own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that is, that is a, I think, a genetic imperative to go go forth and, and go do your thing elsewhere. And I don't know how the fuck they started that, when there was really only one gene pool to begin with. And so you had to have been fucking your sister to begin with. But Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, that's But we are driven to say fuck you, Dad, no matter how cool our dad is. I mean, we really do have to leave the house and we have to oh, yeah. we have to push the envelope. And I think I don't think that's just a cultural thing. I mean it's controlled the impulse is controlled by various cultures in different ways. And that's, I mean, even that, you know, I mean, that goes back to, I mean, you could look at animals for that matter, for that situation. The, the, you know, once, once it gets to a certain age, you know, it's like, all right, you know, going to do my own thing. So um, you got that impulse, right? And then you've got like, as, as we are conditioned and, uh, and socialized in the Western world, really to compete and compare ourselves to our other, our neighbors and all of that. And you know you have a hard time maybe being hazed and brought up as a as a youth or a teen, and you find that group that's not fucking with you, you know, mm-hmm. and you fit in with them. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of us that are into this punk rock thing were were misfits that didn't initially fit into the mainstream thing, and that was regardless of how we might talk about it now, that was painful, oh, you know. Yeah. And and you sort of resented that and. And a, a big part of be, joining the alternative or punk rock thing was to protect yourself from those people and also uh, to say that I got something better. I didn't want to be in that anyway. F- you know, Fox. Yeah, and definitely. I get camaraderie and I've got, you know, I'm smarter than you and I'm or, or whatever, you know, whatever. If I guess if you're into tennis, it'd be the same thing. Like I play the hell out of this tennis and that's what I do. But, but when you get far enough, like, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've been to the fucking mountain with indie rock and all that shit. Like, you know, I was in, in New York and. And I stumbled into this stuff. I wasn't pursuing this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went up there just because I had a romantic notion mm-hmm. about New York, and I found myself working in indie rock, working at Matador, like around all of these people who were like the, you know, it was like a monastery of some kind of pop culture. You know, of the whole, all the strains of like um, from the Velvets on. You know, mm-hmm. it's, in fact, there's a book from the Velvets to the Voidoids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yeah, I know and I was handed that book at Matador for Christmas. Like, oh, you need yeah. to read this and understand. And, you know, that that became very oppressive to me. And I like, you know, it didn't it, it, you, you, know, you go to a certain I mean, like, it's like going to the monastery where like, how far can you go when you're just basically in a room full of people doing exactly the same thing mm-hmm. who are, you know, you've now conform to something and it's very rigid and that shit is rigid as hell like Mm -hmm. what is acceptable record or what is not an acceptable record and everybody is arguing about that all the time and they're putting down each other's it's weird because it's so objective you know like that's the thing is it's so subjective it's subject yeah it's it's so yeah that's so completely and it's so based on the day and the mood Mm -hmm. and the rain and the sun and whatever you know you listen to something and then one day you hate it and one day you love it but to yeah to to say that it's that it's cool or not cool is just right so to carry on my train of thought with this which was a big loop 
now I look at those guys that are so you know struggling so hard to be pitchfork media mm-hmm. material or whatever that is, and I say, oh my God, that's got to be uncomfortable. I you know I remember wanting to be a part of that, and I was in what is CBGB's used to be mm-hmm. and is now a high end fucking clothing store, John Varvatos boutique, and they've kept you know the shell of CBGB's mm-hmm. there. Stickers are still on the wall. But there are all these floor-length mirrors in there. And there are all of these guys in there carrying musical instruments, trying on clothes. And <laughs> and I was talking about the illusion. I was like, my sister and I were just in there to look at it because we were walking around. And I put on this jacket and I found myself standing next to this guy who was regarding himself in the mirror. And he, lo- he was so, it looked so... Um, like uh constipated how cool he was trying to be yeah and i was like said to my sister i was like let me get out of this guy's rock and roll fantasy you know and like i don't want any part of that anymore and it's not like i've given up on it it's that what that promised is is freedom not mm-hmm. adherence to an ideal of okay you got a black t-shirt on mm-hmm. you're real skinny you're anemic almost uh you know, you're you only listen to these certain records. You already are tired of the record that's coming out yeah. two months before it mm-hmm. comes out. Um, to really get free and then find your and for some people they're already there. Like you're mentioning those those savant kind of people that they're just there. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was that guy's name? The he, Basil Atkins. You know, yeah, yeah. That kind of guy. You know, he's just he was just the, the real thing. Or you know, even or Bob Pollard even who. Sure. He wraps himself in a certain mantle of like rock and roll fantasy, but he's like just us, you know, spewing stuff. He just, he just happens to be. I, I kind of feel like he would probably be doing that, regardless. He just happens to people have caught on, and you mm-hmm. know, and it's. I mean, he make you know makes good records or interesting records, you know, for sure. Um, he's written some incredible pop yeah. hooks and songs, and yeah probably maybe use a little editing but that's okay you know like the fact that or or not like it just is to what put it out is. just like, to put out where do you write so where do you put those parameters right. like where do you put that frame and say this belongs in the frame and that belongs outside the frame it's like through through rock and roll and pop culture you you know by getting out there and deciding i'm going to try and play this song somewhat like how we rehearsed it but something else might happen that's when you stop saying there is no frame. There is why do we? Why is it twelve bar blues always? Why mm-hmm. is it these progressions? Why is it mm-hmm. you know? And that's what the Velvet Underground were doing. It's what like Sonic Youth are doing. They're going, mm-hmm. why don't we play something that is actually considered discordant or a guitar that's out of tune? And you know, it's challenging assumptions. And that that is what I think mindfulness is now. Is like it's not this crazy Eastern. I mean not crazy, but esoteric Eastern thing of mm-hmm. like, um, you become so like here now and Zen that like, you know, all of this striving and uh, desire falls away. No, it is that you constantly challenge your assumptions. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, I mean, you still operate, but you're willing to rethink these, <laughs> mm-hmm. these assumptions mm-hmm. you have. And like, that's what I think is the stage that maybe, I don't know how old you are. I'm in 40 44 38 so not too far behind so now i'm just like wow like the most exciting thing to me is what assumption can i remove today about what's cool what's not cool what i like what i don't like what's all right what's not all right like you know it's it's really tough too because it's you know because you do have that snap judgment like i don't like the guitar sound whatever and then but then you know you listen to it close maybe a little more closely and you're like okay there's merit here and the fact is like even even the stuff that you 
dismiss that one would dismiss as like, oh, well, this is some trying to be, you know, super hip, whatever stuff. The fact still remains that that is those people's hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to do something that mm-hmm. they think is cool. And I, and I have, you know, I, I have to tell myself that a lot to, and then, then you kind of rethink, you know, well, these people are trying really hard to be cool. And man, they're, they're doing what they think is the best they can possibly do. You hope that they're doing the best they can possibly do. And then you just think like, Oh, you know, God bless their pee picking hearts, you know, like mm-hmm. they, they're doing, they're doing it, you know, but then it's, but it's so hard because you're just inundated with like these new, you know, bands that are neon bands. I don't know. You, you, you know, like they, they all look, you know, they, they fit in this certain mold. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they, they're conforming. Yeah. They, and, and it's, it's really, you don't see, I mean, I mean, you, they're out there, but it's hard for somebody, especially now that I don't get to go out and I don't, I don't search quite as hard as I used to. Um, for music, and I don't know if that, and I, I don't know if that's an age thing or an actual like as far as age thing, as far as like you have your set things, what you think is good, and everything is compared to that. And if it's not even remotely related to this, then it's total shit. Or if it's a truly like, I don't, you know, like like uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, well, I know what you're saying because what, what are they gonna do now? What, what are people gonna do now? Like, I mean, I, I admit the music that I play is somewhat gonna it's somewhat derivative mm-hmm. um it, it can't not be i don't think without being completely like what are you gonna do De- i mean it's been deconstructed it's been reconstructed it's been you know i mean it you embrace technology so that means using you know i mean it, you can do your take on it but everything's just a take um you know like, how i look at it man how's that Rock and roll was originally entitled rock and roll to, to distinguish it from rhythm and blues. Right. And only just so they could sell it to white kids without their parents knowing, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Alan yeah. Freed did sure. that, you know. And uh, and before that, rock and roll was a term that people used like knocking boots. Mm-hmm. Like, that, it was fucking. Yeah, sure. You know, and... How typical is fucking? It's got the same components. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you're not reinvent the wheel when you have sex with somebody, you know, but it's different every time. Yeah. And it's different depending on who's doing it, you know, with who, you know, and there's nothing more done than that, you know, and, yeah. and nobody wants to stop doing that because it's not novel anymore. <laughs> it's always novel because there are so many variables, you know, and I think. You're talking about Iggy Pop, like one of my favorite musicians, Josh Homme, mm-hmm. you know, Queens of the Stone Age and all that. I, I got to talk to him a while ago and he had said, he listened to The Idiot and Lust for Life and he said, what's the point of me writing music? That's what I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, Iggy Pop already said it. I might as well just go move to Seattle where it's really over and dumb mm-hmm. and just get out of this. And he had this kind of revelation that brought him back. He said, well, it hasn't been done by me. That's great. I mean, that's, that's. I mean, that's it. Because, like you said, it's it's something that's it, it's it's your version of reality. That's you know, you you have a, a kid that's eighteen that heard whatever band is current now, but they're basically riffing off of something that's based off of something else. It's riffing off something else, but they haven't listened to that older stuff. So, so to them, this is the most important thing they've mm. ever heard. You know, like this, these guys invented this shit, and it's you know, and like you said. That's and that's that like that, I mean that's a really good point about what I feel like um, you know rock music is it's it's I mean it's about fucking it's about mm-hmm. fucking I mean everything is is you know it is and 
you know, I mean, you get into other things, like you get into more like folk or, or more things, which, I, you know, I can get into some, but but it doesn't, there there is something about that power. And even if it's a band that's, you know, doing a, a rip off of this other thing, but maybe slightly changing it, if it makes you, it, you get that, it, there's a thing, uh, uh, years ago, a friend of mine described it to me as the rock nerve. Like if mm-hmm. it hits that nerve, mm-hmm. it's because it's, for whatever reason, not not that it makes you give you a boner, but it makes. I mean, it's fucking. It's mm-hmm. that's that's it. That's mm-hmm. the the most primitive thing, and it, it touches that primitive, raw, mm-hmm. you know, exposed thing, and it makes you a little uncomfortable, but also a little aroused. Mm-hmm. And it's that's what's the, you know, that's the that's the dirt. Now, you know, I guess, and I don't know where. You know, there's things because you know, music is not. I mean, for you and I, that's probably a pretty strong. Uh, you know, uh, uh, swath of of our life is that kind of music that that makes you feel something like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's, you know, then so where does things like, say, your folk music, your um, your music, you know, your emotional music that's not necessarily that's either. Pl- well, dude, I mean, like, I mean, to bring it back to the Hindu like kind of thing is, I don't know what the phases are, but like Siddhartha Tracism and and that book by Herman Hesse mm-hmm. and like. There's this sort of this idea that there's a period of your life I forget think it's called the, you know your comma phase where uh-huh. you're just about that like pleasure and sex and like whatever and then gradually you you move into these different sort of dimensions of like wisdom and uh, you know you're tuned into something else mm-hmm. you know and and maybe it's you know it's coming up from, through the chakras you know you're mm-hmm. not just at the the one that's around the dick, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're not down there where, you know, in that zone, it's coming up here and, uh, or I don't know, it's not really an up or down or whatever, right, but right. what occurred to me when you were talking is like, there's a fine line between jaded and wise, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm not, I, I would say for a little while I got jaded. Now I'm feeling this wisdom where certain um, music isn't, doesn't have that drive to it to me. It doesn't hit that rock and nerve, yeah. but it hits it makes me feel this, uh, it hints at this bigger thing. Like for me, one of those bands is boards of Canada. Mm -hmm. It's this crazy atmospheric. There are all of these sounds in there. And instead of them really putting me on a hard dick path of like, that's just one thing, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going in that direction. I'm, I'm pursuing that thing. It's like removing that single mindedness, Mm -hmm. you know, and it becomes mind expanding. And, I think, you know, country and bluegrass and those kinds of folk music, that's about folks, you know, it's mm-hmm. about togetherness. It's about, I think, the beauty of the family uh, thing that happens after you do all the fucking, mm-hmm. you know, it's like what keeps us together, you know, when we're not doing that. Yes, yeah, it's, like, it's like post, <laughs> a post-youth, I mean, post-youth, I mean, right. that's what it is. And and it's, yeah, I mean, it, that, yeah, definitely there's... I mean, I definitely find myself, you know, more these days, and you know, not not necessarily lyrically introspective what I listen to, but but definitely um, tonally, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I I will be happier to put on a, I don't know, you know, like a, a Ravi Shankar record mm-hmm. or a, a, or whoever, you know, some kind of a weird raga or a, or a thing, you know, that's not um that's not that that's not the the rock. You know, that's more like a it's it's like Saturday night, Sunday morning. You know, it's mm-hmm. like like Saturday night, you yeah. want to like put it on, tear it up, and then Sunday morning you want to hear it's something. the refractory period. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's it's and it's yeah, it's 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 pretty. Um, and I do find 
and I don't know if it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's partly an age thing, partly a, you know, I'm a parent now, you know, thing. And, but it's not like a parent, like, oh, I want to write music that's safe for my kids. It's not like that at all. I mean, it's, but it's more like just the natural thing that happened that, you know, I, 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 I guess when we had the kid, you know, like we were on this trajectory of trying to be this cool band and we were, you know, had some sort of like management and we had this thing happening and we were headed for this thing and then, oh, surprise, pregnant. And then, so, you know, the first bit you're, you're kind of like, oh man, like, all right, all right, I'm gonna have to do this other thing, but then we'll just get back to it. We'll just do that right. again. But now it's like, you don't even want that as much, you know, yeah. you're, now you're like, Oh, well that was so silly and yeah. you know, whatever. Now I want to make music that's more, you know, not the dick move, you know, it's not the hard dick, you know, even though I still love that, like on Saturday night, I still mm-hmm. want to put on, you know, whatever record, but, um, but something you're resonating at a different, you know, it, it's, it's, it's different vibration. It's a different, uh, mm-hmm. resonance. It's a different, like, you know, it's it, and and it doesn't preclude the other thing. It's just like, oh, wow, I see this other, you know, kind of rhythm mm-hmm. to life. And like when you get when you get tapped into, I imagine I haven't been there yet, but you get tapped into that. Holy crap! I just created like a life. Mm-hmm. You know, me and you know that's gonna intuitively or subconsciously put shit in different perspective. You know? Yeah, and it's it's like as much as you think this one way or feel like oh well this is what we'll do we'll have this you know whatever but it's like you, your mind doesn't you don't even want that anymore like and it's not even a, there's no struggle you know it's like you just it's no like i'm giving up it's not even that at all it's like i don't even care about that anymore right. you know now i just want to do things for the right reason which is pure of heart best you can you know i mean you want to still ego comes into play you want to be cool you mm-hmm. want people to like your band but you just want to be you're a lot more like you just could give a shit, you know, you just want to do things for the right reason and, um, do things that are, pu- that are pure that you, and for no other reason, then that's the, all you and, think And about. pure, like without guile, without like right, bullshit, right. without contributing to the illusion. Exactly. Like, you know, getting like, how real can I get, you know, yeah. like warts and all, this is all me. This is like, you know, and there's so many parts of me that when I was trying to be cool that I hated and eschewed and tried, like I alluded to earlier, tried to hide. Mm-hmm. And now I walk out of the house and I'm like, you know, this is me, you know. And what could be more fucking badass than that? Like walking out of the house saying, not that I'm oblivious, that I am choosing to accept myself. Yeah. You know, and when you... You know, when you're looking at other people and you and you remind yourself to accept them, what you're really doing is accepting yourself. Yeah, everything you know, you're giving is, yourself a fucking yeah, break. Absolutely, you know? everything is inward. You know, I, I realize that that when you get mad at somebody, that's it's you that you're mad at. You know, when mm-hmm. you yell at somebody for doing something stupid or, or you know in traffic or whatever, it's it's all it's you know it's 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 your brain that's 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 the problem. It's not them. You know, and and what uh, we have a term for that, Brandy and I do. Um, it's it's I have to remind myself, like say in traffic, for instance, that um, so somebody pulls in front of you and you're like, God, how could you do that? You're so stupid. You put my life in danger or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have to put yourself in their shoes and say, oh, 
well, I've yeah, I'm, I've certainly pulled in front of people and didn't mean to, whatever. Mm-hmm. So what we call it is accidental dick. And so we're like, <laughs> oh, that person was an accident. And so that's like Olivia, the, the tension is gone. You know, mm-hmm. Brandy's like, oh, he was an accidental dick. That that person didn't really mean. They were doing something. They had a million things on their mind. They pulled out in front and yeah, of and you. And who gets the relief out of that? Is it him in that other car? Right. No, it's you. That's, you know, you're <laughs> screaming at somebody. The only people that suffer are the, your, you know, your wife and your kid that hear you screaming at this person. Right. And so it's like, oh accidental dick Mm -hmm. you know and so that's been a that was a huge step for me to be like oh they maybe they did maybe they didn't but i'm just gonna forgive them anyway because they didn't chances are they didn't mean to do that Mm -hmm. they just like oh whoops you know so and even if they did mean to what are you gonna do right you're you're the you're making yourself sick you know Mm -hmm. feeling like that and i have identified that as an ideal and i would not like to give the impression to anyone that i have transcended yeah. <laughs> like I, I yesterday I was trying to hang a plant like that and I dropped it and and it sprayed dirt all over the floor and you could hear me cussing probably sure. two blocks away like I was so indignant yeah, yeah. that that physics happened to me <laughs> yeah gravity this is yeah and it's and you know then then you realize that because because then that would happen and then you know in my experience I everything happens in, you know, quadruples or, or, you know, I'll do something like that. And then as, as I'm going to clean it up, I'll stub my toe and then, you know, and that, that stuff happens and you just, it's almost like the universe, you know, this sense of humor that you, that, that mm-hmm. you're told that the universe has, it's like, they're going to make you, they're going to tickle you until you laugh. It's going to mm-hmm. hurt and they're going to do this. But what it is, is they're tickling, it's the universe tickling you. And mm-hmm. this is being like, come on, man, come on, Get over come yourself. on. Like yeah. it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay, then eventually it becomes a comedy, and then you're like, okay, okay, I get it. Yeah. I give up, man. It's funny. I'm stupid. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Is like, I mean, and this this is also sort of the illusion that you are uh, this self-contained entity. The illusion that um, your idea of yourself is a is a thing, you know, or or your identity is a fixed thing. You know, all of these various illusions, they are. If you're open to what is, you know, that being tickled mm-hmm. thing, then you're actually getting relief. Yeah. You know, you're not being um, fucked with or you're, you know, whatever you're, you're being getting... winked at. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, ha ha. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, uh, okay. So, so that being said, um, I feel like, and it may be a thing where it's just me or it's just that the people that I come in contact with. Um, it seems like you meet, I, I feel like I meet more and more people that are more like-minded now, granted, you know, I hang out with people that are mostly like creatives. Um, I hang out with people that are, you know, you meet somebody, you connect with them on whatever, for whatever reason, whether it's electrical impulses or some sort of pre-spiritual connection, pre, pre, I'm sorry, pre-life connection, Mm -hmm. like previous kind of thing, past life thing or whatever, however you want to believe that. But I do feel like, in general, more more people maybe are becoming aware of this. More people mm-hmm. are, are are on the on the kick of like, hey, everything's groovy, everything's cool. Just be be cool, and it'll be cool, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps we are becoming more perhaps enlightened. So is 
so the question is, was, you know, and I was discussing with Brandy, this other podcast that she really is into, she'd listened to an older episode. It was a pre-2012 episode, and they were talking about the, the changes to come in 2012 with the paradigm shift. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I forgot about like, that. Yeah, right. I know, right? So, so now, looking back two years later, um, so is there a shift? Like, as a whole... Um, have we have, is it going towards something? And it's like, I have to say yes, but is it just the people I'm surrounded by? And why am I surrounded by these people? If that's the case, am I drawn to these people because of some other, you know, molecular level, or am I drawn to these people because I'm not drawn to them because they're just everywhere Mm -hmm. is, is there truly a paradigm shift happening? I mean, can you say personally, since 2012, you've grown, I, I can say I've grown exponentially in a way that it's not like a, not a singular thing. Like I don't, I didn't find some sort of religion that I've adhered to, but I've, my mind is just open and open and open and I keep you finding keep these rem- things. Removing yeah. the obstacles. Exactly. From, and you right. keep the, the, the things that you hold true have become more apparent. Is that because I'm in my late thirties? Is that because, is that what normally happens to people or is it a true paradigm shift? You know, people, I mean, just to kind of be, you know, the simplify more people seem like they're eating organic food. More mm-hmm. people are concerned about the environment. More mm-hmm. people are doing things in general, you know, like less. I mean, I saw something the other day that somebody posted on Facebook that about um, uh, emission uh, city pollution. It, and since a few years has gone down, it's like X amount. This great thing happening. Are we truly moving towards that? If we are, what's, Maybe there is a paradigm shift. I mean, you don't expect you wake up January first, twenty twelve, and everything's different. Right. So, is this just part of it? Is it? Are we entering the age of Aquarius? Is everything happening as it's supposed to? And if so, what's that going to well, mean? Well, I think that um, th- you know this resonates or connects to what we were talking about before. The illusion of of separateness mm-hmm. is gradually, I think perhaps going away from our intuitive thoughts about ourselves mm-hmm. is that we are seeing more and more. We're getting used to the idea of connectivity mm-hmm. through the internet, mm-hmm. which most people would call artificial, but I don't consider it artificial. Oh, I, I mean, these are all natural elements that we've constructed into a tool, just like a stone tool. Mm-hmm. And we use it to expand our ability to communicate, which is our great gift. We, and we use it to link our consciousnesses. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we use it to form a network between us. We get more used to, I mean, the more podcasts I listen to by Mark Maron, the more I see people's thoughts on Facebook, the mm-hmm. more I realize, Oh, I'm the, we're, there's a, there is a norm, mm-hmm. you know, and that norm is not what we've been sold as normal. Right. It's, it's suffering. It's, self-doubt it's fear it's all of these things that everybody has and the more you hear people be vulnerable about that the more you go oh this is not a big deal it's not worth paying a lot of attention to it's not worth feeding with all of these tribal um, ways that we separate each other it's much more important that we make put ourselves at ease you know by putting other people at ease and breaking down these things that we do to distinguish ourselves you know kind of fashionably and culturally and we just sort of make each other easy. God damn, that's like a Grateful Dead uh, quote. But, uh, maybe they were on to make something. Make yourself easy. But um, you mentioned 2012, and I was thinking of Daniel Pinchbeck's book, 2012, Return to Quetzalcoatl. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's this is he wrote that like five years before or mm-hmm. something, and he's talking about all kinds of things. But one of the things he talked about that resonated with me is the idea of the noosphere. And he wasn't the one that coined it. It was actually a French Jesuit monk who was very interested in the idea 
of of mental connectivity that that there's a biosphere. He, mm-hmm. he talked about that. That's all the living stuff on the planet. And then there's the noosphere, which is like what is the um, the planet of the of thought, of the mind, of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And he prophesized or theorized or just sort of looked in the direction of it being linked and saying, you know, there would be this kind of oneness mm-hmm. uh, of, of, of the consciousnesses on the, on the planet. And, and Daniel Pinchbeck's talking about that more in a transformative, like sudden mm-hmm. kind of a thing. But I think that it's, it is gradually, I'm aware of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of people talking about the ideas of mindfulness and vulnerability and all of this. And I don't think it's just fashionable. I think that we have so much access to each other that we're gradually realizing the things that we think separate us don't. They actually unify us. And we, if we all initially came from the same place, then we really aren't that far. You know, We're just a few million years from being the same person. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's it's and 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 again it's it's like it did start with well before punk rock. I was going to that's the and that's the punk rock, but it's not that. It's I I really and how about you know, the beats? Well, you know, yeah, and, it it is it is the beats and and what so what what to generalize what spawned the beats and it was it was there they were reacting against something, you know, mm-hmm. but and, I, and not to sound like some kind of like hippie, but I really think I really think <laughs> that it's such I, a bad word. But I, I know, know. I, but I, you know, I I'm mean, such a hippie. I, I get called that a lot, and I totally am down with it. But you know, I I do think that. I mean, I I really, and not not that I'm have done that many like compared to some people, but compared to some people, I probably have. But I really think that drugs had a huge part in mm-hmm. this. Like, as far as you know, the 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 culture uh, of opening and you know like the, the thing is like that that's what you know when they talk about say say more like in your late 60s and they're talking like the beats were more about i almost feel like they were more just deconstructive of what was happening like they mm-hmm. were kind of breaking it apart well then then you come along to like the mid 60s 65 66 things like lsd come into play mm-hmm. people start talking about love man like love you know but then you realize that when you when they say things about love and let love is the most important thing, and love not being romantic relationship, fucking re- love meaning love like connection, mm-hmm. like what we're doing here, you know, mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed that, to conflict. As, as opposed to conflict, love right. is the answer, dude. Mm-hmm. Love is love is everything. And I tell you, I had a, I had a, a revelation, a revelatory moment watching a few months ago. I re a few months. Probably two years now. I rewatched Altered States. Mm. Mm-hmm. Familiar with the movie? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So, I've seen it many times. Love it. So okay. So the premise of the movie. He's he's uh, you know uh, he's he's searching through drugs and through this deprivation, whatever. He's searching for this connection to this older thing, whatever. And what he believes that the primitive consciousness is still in there. And right. Like, yeah. And whether it is or not is kind of irrelevant because he gets to a point where. Basically, you know, not to give it away to people, but just go well. Watch who knows it. what even happens at the end of that movie? I'm... I know, I know what happens. <laughs> okay, <laughs> he he turns into a blob of multicolored blob, but what brings him back? What what brings him back? Love, connection. Blair uh, Brown. Yes, mm-hmm. which you know that's a fine reason to come back from the ether. Mm-hmm. But it was love. It's the connection, and like you know, and I may have been in a, a altered state of consciousness, mm-hmm. you know, through. Mm-hmm. 
various chemicals or whatever. But no, but I watched it and I was like, oh my god, love is the answer. And mm-hmm. since then, it's like, all you need is love. Like, right. I, like, but it makes sense. Like, you you see that, and it's like, this is the most prophetic thing I've seen ever. You know, like what brought him back from all this like searching, and you can do this and do this. But what is it? It's about connection. Mm-hmm. It's about it's about you know. Um, experience is what separates us to get back where we're talking about earlier. That's what separates us from being a monk. Like I really feel like you could, you could devote your life to sit on a mountaintop and meditate all day and you will achieve a level of consciousness that is not what I've ever known and will blow the socks off you. I mm-hmm. mean, I really think, I, I think people are capable if they choose to sacrifice everything, give it to that. You will achieve some sort of Godhead mm-hmm. type situation I, i'm just not sure what the point of that is well that's you what know, i'm saying and, we're humans right. that, that's my whole point is we're humans we're infallible we're, we have we have um we're set up to kind of fail in a sense we're set up to like follow these whims that don't make sense because we have these emotions but that's part of it and like and yeah yeah is the downfall things like you know, heartbreak or war or murder or whatever. I mean, if you break it down, most things happen because of some sort of love or love of power, love, mm-hmm. of, love, direct, misdirected, desire, love, perhaps desire. But the, the bottom line is like, but with that, the positive of all that, the, the positive flip side is love is, you know, connection is our gift as non animals, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's, that's kind of what my biggest thing. I think also been. like if I were to, you know, presume, I think you're on the daddy drug Mm -hmm. too, you know? I mean, I always thought it's kind of interesting that like, there's one kind of creativity that we're, we all have access to, which is procreation. Mm -hmm. You know, we get to create another being with our genes, but that's where it stops in a lot of ways. I mean, it's just my, you know, my share and her share of of genetic material and then that thing's gonna have a life of its own which is and hard because your ego is like i made this but then it's like then they're only a person and they say screw you dad i'm going to this skrillex concert or whatever you right know. and so we that's a, the genes of i mean that's the creation of the of the stuff like the the body mm-hmm. right and then not that the mind is separate from the body but when you make art when you make music when you write a book you do whatever that is creative, you're creating with, you know, you're being doing the same thing with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, with that, with the ego, with the, the being, you know, whatever. And it's, you're as invested in that. And it's almost, it's as important to you as raising a child to craft a song or to, you know, do a band or whatever, you know, it's, it's an equally important imperative like Mm -hmm. that, that, okay, my genes aren't as distinctly me as my thoughts are. And so sure. I, I I also want to leave behind a little bit of who I was, not yeah. just what I was, you know. Which is totally ego. <laughs> like the right, legacy. It's the same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, there's this great movie called Revolver that uh, Guy Ritchie actually did mm-hmm. based on his explorations of the Kabbalah. And it huh. comes off like it's a gangster movie. But it turns out to be an exploration of the ego. And it basically says that Satan or whatever the evil one is, is just your own ego whispering in your ear all the time that's telling you to be destructive and mad and chaotic and a monkey wrench in the works instead of part of the works. 
And the more that you ignore that voice that's whispering at you all the time that says, fuck that, I'm not doing that unless someone else does something first. Right. You know, that you're just, when you don't listen to that voice and you just are giving, you just bring your gifts as they are and put them on the table and ante up and share, make the a stone soup, bring your loaves to the loaves and the fishes party, bring your little songs to the campfire, whatever. You just, you just with, you know, a certain amount of, of heart and vulnerability and all that shit you just give that's when you're gonna you're getting closer to whatever it is the ideal of existence yeah. can be and you downplay that idea that no 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 fuck that i'm not doing that unless i get paid yeah <laughs> you know but kurt it feels so good to be sometimes just to be like fuck this man you know just to do something <laughs> bad just to be bad man mm-hmm. and that's like what is that you know sometimes it's just like you have to just I know this is wrong. I'm going to do it though. Like I just got, it feels so satisfying to, to like, like it's almost like, you know, whether it's watching a video on the internet of somebody getting their hand chopped off that you found on Reddit or whether it's actually like doing something and, and, you know, like laughing at something, somebody's misfortune or if it's actually causing misfortune or whatever. And not, not that that actually gives me satisfaction, but you know, that, that, that feeling of just like, you know, that, 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 that devil, that, that old devil gets you, you know? So like, but that, so it's in there, you know? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, hell yeah, it's in there. So you're going to either have to, Give it a seat at the table and yeah. and treat it with compassion, which I think is the the Buddhist idea yeah. of it. Um, or you can fight it your whole life, and you're just going to be in a pitch battle with it, and it's really going to you know dominate just by not, yeah, it's, not being it's accepted. A, yeah, it's definitely a uh, it's definitely a, a black hole that you want you can't get out of. Right. So, I mean, you can't battle it. You can't battle it. You have like you said. You so have rock to... and roll is a great way to give it a seat at the yeah, table because yeah, I can, know? you know, you can play at that stuff without actually hurting anybody you know yeah, you can it's a toe in the water right yeah you can you can wield those those forces sort of abstractly and it is i mean it is part of something we have to accept about ourselves is that we are killers mm-hmm. you know we men were designed to kill you know we are meant to kill you know if if need be you know we killed things to eat them and we killed others to defend ourselves you know we got it in us mm-hmm. to do that and I don't believe in, you can't just totally eschew that and say, that's just not natural. No, that is, that's natural, but we have a choice about that. And I think the beauty of being human is how do you, how do you uh, reconcile that element? You know? Yeah. That, it's, it's, it's like if you, you know, uh, a friend of mine a few years ago was, he was very, very Christian, but open. So I could still hang with, like he wasn't oppressively Christian and he would, mm-hmm. But he would, you know, he said something very profound to me at that time. He said, you know, we were talking about kind of this kind of situation. And he's like, well, let's say you were God and you created this thing, this human. And you said, what's the like or, or you can use this in a relationship manner. And it's it's completely true. What's the greatest gift that you could give to another person that you care about? And that's it's free will. It's like mm-hmm. the opportunity. Like, what's this stupid sting song? If you love someone, set them free. But right. you know, the, but the, seriously, saying if you, what's the greatest gift you could live, give somebody? Free will. The, the the let them make their own decisions, right or wrong. So that being said, yeah, you could go do this. If you, you could go get a laugh and shoot this person with a BB gun, or not that I've done that, but uh, or <laughs> but you know, I choose not to. And while, you know, it's and in the long run, sort of like that's well, now, that delay of gratification. That's a thing that uh, Thomas Merton 
talks about he was a great you know christian mystic mm-hmm. he, you know he's just like you know you can't call yourself a man unless you can resist your urges sure sometimes and and just that very um i don't know if resist is exactly the right word but just that very uh, feeling to be able to stand objectively over a subjective experience of being driven by lust or hatred or mm-hmm. anger or fear or any of those things and to and to sort of transcend it a little just not to act on it that moment mm-hmm. and to just be with it and give it a seat at the table like i said and that's a really satisfying and powerful thing too to not just be out of control you know not that's, <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's something and that even you know go into you know yeah sex but also you know drinking or or smoking cigarettes or whatever you know it's like it's something that it's it's like so hard to because you you're so for whatever reason feel like this is such an important thing but then once you get you know you get into it and you're like this sucks i i I need to do this thing but then maybe you know at some point you can say like oh man like uh no i don't need you know like you 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 do transcend that and then you look back and say man look what i did you know Mm -hmm. like i did not do that thing Mm -hmm. that was you know so easily i could have just done it and Mm -hmm. just gone into that but i did not and I feel great about it, you know. Um, yeah, and you know, I, I've been, I haven't been in an altered state now for uh, five and a half years, and I am start gradually realizing that through exploring these kinds of ideas and different kinds of practices, that I'm slowly getting what I used to get quickly from doing a shot of booze or, mm-hmm. or smoking weed or, or doing coke or something like that, um, except that it's integrated into my you know natural naturally functioning um reactions to life you know like whereas like say doing a line of coke is an artificial form of excitement or arousal you know i can and it leaves you know toxic waste from being artificial it's a trade-off for sure right and that that there is a there's a path to those same experiences that is sustainable that doesn't cause the same kind of damage and havoc and all of that and one of those things is like i mean the way one of the great things about smoking pot, right, is that it, it removes your jadedness mm-hmm. from you, and and I think it's because it turns down or off the frontal lobes that are busy categorizing everything mm-hmm. and, and whether or not you're paying attention to it, and suddenly you're like, boy, this really tastes good. What you're really doing is noticing the food you're eating, mm-hmm. and you're really noticing like the taste. You're really concentrating on that. You haven't filed it into the background while you're busy doing something mm-hmm. else. And you can have that same, I have that same experience now, um, except that I'm not feeling kind of, I'm vaguely ashamed because it's slightly artificial that I'm being a, a, you know, a typical Jeff Spicoli type or whatever. I'm actually like, I I bite into this thing and I'm like, God damn, Mm -hmm. that really fucking, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I can actually be in the moment and pay attention to that Mm -hmm. thing. So I, I loved my experiences with drugs, but I also like believe what, you know, people like, I think. Ram Das said and like that that's just one of the ways you can get there it's a quick way you know but there which with anything quick there's a you know you're yeah. you're paying for it somewhere down the line right. you know obviously and yeah that's it's you know I've just I, I've really been trying to you know Brandy's really into meditation I've really been trying to get more into meditation and the and the the best thing I've found so far is some sort of faked, I don't know, I'd say fake, whatever, some sort of version of this like tantric medita- meditation where you do this quick breathing and then slow breathing and quick breathing. But it also, it gets you, it, I mean, it gets me to that point really mm-hmm. fast as opposed to a very long 
thing. And so it's like, okay, well, that's maybe that's still a first step. You know, it's like, okay, I still, I still have the quick thing, but it's not through. Well, you, you listen know, to the else. Ryan thing, you know, no attaining. There is yeah, nowhere yeah. to get or go. That's, yeah. It's really about, it's more about, I think, like, we have so many wonderful misconceptions about what meditation is and what the goal of it is and all of that. And it's so much of it is is by running an idea that is not Western through the Western mm-hmm. mind and filter. that Because we're still talking about Western goal-oriented Sure, shit, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but... uh. There was a woman who is not about that stuff at all, who was on one of my favorite shows on being, and she's a scientist, and she's just talking about mindfulness and mindlessness mm-hmm. uh, as a just a state of uh, action, you know, or inaction. That, you know, being meditation, being mindful is just paying attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it really isn't about this crap that people try to force themselves into of sitting and and not thinking. Mm-hmm. It is like what experience I have had with it that's positive is like it's more like sitting and actually watching what's going on in yeah. your head. It's a it's more like it's not going towards something. It's actually moving things away. It's like clearing out. Yeah, you well, know? seeing even what it is and having no trying not to judge it. Mm-hmm. Like you're you know you're sitting there and you're. Your your panoramic view as a windshield, uh, you know your your consciousness, your mind as a windshield, and there are various things just kind of coming across the windshield, mm-hmm. and you can just either just let them slide off the glass, or you can wipe them off, you know, and just not get that attached to them and watch them go through, and and like just let them be instead of pumping them mm-hmm. full of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it, it really is like the most practical thing like i mean Thich Nhat Hanh talks about dishwashing meditation mm-hmm. you know walking meditation it's really about like doing what you do when you get stoned oh wow it's really kind of amazing you know that have you ever really looked at your hands sure sure like yeah, yeah. you can do that without, yeah you definitely. know like have you ever really stopped for a second and stopped taking this world of illusion for granted and say holy crap you know, what What I have had told to me by Carl Sagan and Neil deGrasse Tyson and Ralph Feynman and all of these sort of mystical physicists and astronomers, they're talking about an infinitesimally unknowable small world that they've managed to kind of, they can do some math and they can map it, mm-hmm. but the more they do that, the more wonder there really is about it all. Like, everything that you're doing, you and I are doing right now is like, I mean, we can't even begin to fathom no. how much little shit is goes into making this lump of dude that is sitting here, and we just totally take it for granted and like look at ourselves as like middle-aged men, you know, past our prime. I don't know, whatever. Sure. And instead, we're actually like a field of teeming, you know, energy that has been around since the beginning of the universe. That is just yeah. like it's adhering to this shape, you know, at this moment, and we're actually a wash in a soup of of material like that it's all around us all the time there really is no that's a very real thing that's not some hippie idea that's like that can be broken down yeah yeah it's, you know yeah it's scientifically proven yeah it's it's i don't know man it's it's wild to think about like the to to stop and you know to think about that instead of the real housewives of atlanta or whatever you're you know thinking about that day mm-hmm. you know it's so you know, like I said, there's more, more people are moving, I feel like in this direction and thinking about this and, you know, uh, watching, watching things that are, that are mind. I, I feel like mindfulness is, like you said, not just a fad. It's something that's, but then you have 
I don't know if it's the majority. I would probably guess the majority of people who are just watching things like, you know, the Real Housewives of wherever and and doing you know and just completely caught up in this thing that's completely illusion, you know, based mm-hmm. illusion of money, illusion of you know social status, illusion of everything. Um, so you know, it's like. Where do they fall? Like, are we supposed to like teach these well, people? Well, I think. Or? Well, you know, you were talking about monks before, and then I was like saying, I'm not sure what the point. I think I don't need to be sure what the point is. I think that they're pointing at something, mm-hmm. you know, right? So there are all of these different gradients, you know. Those guys are 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 one extreme of this, so it sort of pulls the mean towards that extreme, right. and there are two sort of extremes of absolute. Um, blindness and and total lost and aloneness and blindness in in the in the creation and mm-hmm. then there's awakeness and somewhere in the middle is a really functional level of both you know and uh, and I think um, you know they it's talked about as like the wheel of the Dharma or mm-hmm. whatever you know that there's levels of you're just a completely beginner you know mm-hmm. you just just your consciousness and whatever just came in to being it's got a lot to learn and a long mm-hmm. way to go and then there are other beings that have been around a while and they move into these circles and they're on this part of the wheel and you either you go back around and back around or at some point you leave that system altogether transcend it that's nirvana mm-hmm. or whatever and i think this is all mythology it is all to point at something we intuitively seem to know that things aren't there's some paradoxical truth to this that isn't what we know we think of as reality in in a linear sense and all of that and and you are in that's you're in you're playing on that team you know you're playing on the team of asking questions and being Mm -hmm. connected and being and yes there and you see the people that are doing that and you're aware of it and i think there are a lot i happen to be one of them too I'm, i'm thinking about that i'm moving in that direction um and i think all of it you know, the, as the cycle moves around, it's just it it gets you know more of the mean moves towards whatever it is is the uh, extreme. It's like the the centripetal force or something. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know where it's it's. I don't think it's going to aware. I think it actually what makes sense to me intuitively is that at some point it all sort of disperses. You know that um, this has all been a big game a big mm-hmm. like they even I, I don't know i don't really know my indian shit i know yeah. it glancingly but they talk about how the creator of the universe whoever that is vishnu is dreaming this whole thing right. yeah, and yeah. he's playing right but not playing like it's a game it's like playing like it's an actor mm-hmm. you know i'm playing this role so everything that exists is a different element of vishnu which is everything playing a role Mm-hmm. You know, and Which it's just trying all this shit on. Why, why you would say that everything is perfect, even with the sadness and the destruction, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, but it's all, par- but it's perfect. Everything right. is perfect. And I try, I do try to think about that. And I do try to embrace things in a, a light of, of, no, every, everything is perfect. Even these people that are completely mindless and, you know, eat this food and do these things and drive these cars or do whatever, you know, like but they're perfect. They, they, they are what they're supposed to be. There's no mistakes. Like they, they're playing their role. Like you said, in this, this, uh, big, and the most instructive thing, you know, we initially want to smash, you know, we want to throw a rock through a window, Mm -hmm. you know, and we want to take on the man or those, you know, those oppressors or whatever. But 
humans, you know, as monkeys, we're so monkey see, monkey do, you know, and the most, and like intuitively, I think so many people realize this, whether it's Mark Twain talking about how Tom Sawyer got all those other people to paint the fence, Mm -hmm. make it attractive, Mm -hmm. you know, make it look fun, you know, knock, stop all of this railing and rending and, and wailing at, at the things that you find unacceptable, really put your energy into what you dig and make it look good and make it look fun. And maybe the other monkeys will find it appealing as well. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, it's, it's like that, that's the thing is so, so, you know, if you're, if you're a famous person or if you're a person who has a certain status and you come out and say, you know what, I think eating meat's garbage. Like, you know, if you're, I don't know who's even famous now, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like if mm-hmm. you're, I don't know, some Mark kind of high Wahlberg, profile personality, like somebody, right? Yeah. Like the new kids on the block. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whoever's big now, but you know, if they come out and say, you know, eating meats for losers, man, you know, it's like, it's like, so does that inform a generation and that they'll grow up and think that, you know, so it's, it's like, is that what we're trying to, you know, we, because now it's it's I think I think it's still kind of fringe. I mean, and, you know, and Hollywood is and what's fringe like vegetarianism? Or, it's I mean I think it's it's more it's it's you know grown grown a lot. But think about people like in the you know think about like the Source family, like people in the, mm-hmm. the late sixties and early seventies that were just starting to so weird, man. Vegetarians right. are so weird, and now it's still like. But then even you know my wife's parents who are in their sixties now they're like oh we're vegan now and they're they're great like they, you know I think I really. And because and they're doing it, you know, for different reasons. But it's like, I, will it just take some, you know, your your Usher or Britney Spears to come out and say like, oh, this is the way we should do it, or is it still going to be fr- like, know. you know, the monkey see monkey do thing, you know? Yeah, it's well, like, I think it's, uh, or is that that's just weird? It man. might be not the most important thing that we need to get our heads around. I mean, it's important, mm-hmm. but there's so much bigger things like about just suffering, mm-hmm. you know, in general, and. Um, I, I like I don't have strong opinions about things like that anymore and it's not because I don't think it's important it's just that I like putting people at ease is so much more important to me mm-hmm. and because I want to be at ease mm-hmm. you know and so if I am choosing you know I, when I hear people are vegan I say cool let them try that out for a while that's awesome like try do that you know believe in it but don't fucking tell me to be a vegan sure. don't go around evangelizing about that shit I'll get the I, I, I will not listen to that mm-hmm. you know um, but you know, if you, in the great huge scheme of things, it is totally irrelevant whether, what, what we're eating. I mean, I, I do believe on a social level and all of that. I've got a $25 chicken downstairs mm-hmm. that that's absurd to me. I was raised on the idea of that's cost $5, Yeah, sure. you know, but I, you know, I'm, I'm mindful of the idea. Okay. Maybe I don't have to die a really excruciating death from cancer if I pay a little bit more attention, mm-hmm. but I still have to want that. You know, um, nobody's going to tell me that nobody's going to preach me into that. Nobody's going to shame me into that. Sure. You know, I, I feel like that's wasted energy. And so many, we come out of that revolutionary mindset that that's how you get people to do. That's just insisting your will on other people, you know, and it's not helpful. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. how do you turn those people? How do you turn those people on? Or do you do you, it? Do you turn it on? It's you just all... do. You just do it and live as an example, I guess. Yeah. My favorite thing. I mean, the trickiest minds are our alcoholics, you know. Mm-hmm. And like, I am one, mm-hmm. you know. And I've been through this whole thing uh, of all of these very like, you know, Buddhist type sayings, and you've used two of them today. I mean, it's like fake it till you make it, yeah. and and I forget what the other one was, but. You know, really, it's constantly put out there that it's attraction, not promotion. Mm-hmm. You know, like 
it's for people who want it, not for people who need it. Right. You know, Um, it's only your own drive, your own desire, your own will to move in this direction that will truly get you there. Mm -hmm. Nobody, nobody in any of those rooms, no guy is going to get anybody else sober. Like a a person has to want to stop going to that extreme Mm -hmm. and seek the other thing. And you change the metaphor. Forget it's alcohol we're talking about. Let's say we're talking about suffering. You know, we're talking about not feeling good. You see somebody feeling good. It seems to have some peace, some got their shit together, and you decide you want what they have. And you move towards that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's attraction, not promotion. You yeah. Know? Not- Unfortunately, I think for the the what I'm talking about, the the, the minions. You know, they're. They see what what they think is happiness, perhaps, and I'm, I'm, you know, this is just kind of conversation, whatever. But you know, they see somebody who's like super skinny and famous and beautiful and perfect and having, you know, driving these cars or whatever. And they're like, well, that's what I want because that looks the way to be. Mm-hmm. When in reality, these people are probably suffering. And there's a lot of illusion know. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, so you know, do you even try to confront these people and say, like, look, man, you, you know, like. That's just, just be happy with yourself. Be, be I think be so, but I think it's more like the Martin Luther King Gandhi form of confrontation. You know, the 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 passive resistance. Mm-hmm. You know, the the um with love mm-hmm. thing, with compassion. You know, like I there's a lot of stuff going on around me all the time. I don't agree with and I don't like and stuff. But you know, the more that I can like love everybody in this town. Like the happier I am, I think the more the more good potential is out there for something really profound mm-hmm. to happen, rather than me going down to City Hall and and holding a banner or holding a placard. I personally, I don't have a, I I would never, I mean, I would not be a hypocrite now and say I judge people that are doing that. I feel called to something else, mm-hmm. you know, that I want to show. I mean, a lot of people in this town know how I used to behave. You know, you don't, you just met me, mm-hmm. but I used to behave very poorly, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I learned another way of behaving and acting and I've made some progress in that direction. And I just like to be an example of that. I'm not going to go around and tell everybody to sure. do what I did. I just want to say like, you know, you saw how bad it was, right? you know, this is, you could, could be a little bit better and, you know, but I mean, I know that I understand again, I have to accept that there are lots of people that have that drive to say, fuck you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, I, I, I want to pull it all down. I want to destroy it. Like, I, and I'm not saying any people shouldn't do that. I'm not saying people shouldn't confront people. I just prefer asserting through my own action, you know, mm-hmm. like just being this other thing, mm-hmm. you know? Well, and I, I do feel like that, you know, I, I am a firm believer in, in, uh, creative visualization and that you know if you believe this thing that that is the thing you Mm -hmm. know like you believe that hey man i'm this i'm totally happy i don't need this other crap i don't need it like i'm I'm, look at this and then you are like that's it there's no there's no like but but you know that's it and so you know I guess the, the thing about, you know, is, is there a duty? Do you have a duty to mankind, to humanity, to do anything? Well, I guess I guess some people feel like there is a duty to go hold a banner, you know, and do that mm-hmm. thing. And that's great because I'm similar. I'm not that person really, you know. Um, but, you know, you just, I guess, I, guess it's, I guess it's just trying to, you know, be, be um, 
you know, just, you know. I mean, your actions, as they say, actions speak louder than yeah, words. Yeah, just, just to be. And you just to, you be a banner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. Like you can, and if and it's like it, like you said with the with with whatever a, a, you know Eastern religion or whatever like it's if you look for it it's there mm-hmm. and if you want it it's there you know you could look and see but you don't have to cram it down people's throats necessarily and that kind of gets back to what we were talking about with the uh, the life change of having you know having the kid and having the, going from being like band dude who's trying to be Mr Cool and wear skinny pants and do this thing and get on these websites to man, let's just do, let's just do what comes natural. Let's just continue. Let's just make the music and just do this thing. And if it's, people think it's cool, that's great. They'll come to you and and you'll be, people will be drawn to you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, like we'll get dressed for something like a show or something, you know, and I'll say, Brandy, is this shirt cool? And she's like, no, that shirt's not cool. You're cool. Just be cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like that shirt will have coolness to Exactly. Like, it. just be yourself, and that's cool. That's mm-hmm. what's cool. And, it, you know, it kind of gets back to where it's on. Well, the, even the, the punk ethos, uh, ethics or whatever, the, um, you know, just it's, it's it, it, that I think that was the strongest thing. And, and it, it is just be true as you can to yourself, and then that everything else will fall in. You know, mm-hmm. it's like... Like you don't, don't pretend, don't be an illusion, be what you feel in your heart. Now, then there comes in the question, if I, if my heart, I feel like I should go slaughter a bunch of people, then that's a little tricky. I yeah. Guess, I mean, but, everything has to be tweaked or yeah, fine-tuned. Dial it in a little, but uh, it all requires attention. And you know, like n- there is no perfect fucking prescription, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I intellectually know a whole lot of great stuff and I still have an inner animal child that fucking behaves quite poorly i i am i hurt people i don't want to hurt i am you know i still get angry and get off on being angry Mm -hmm. you know and um i in none of the things that i'm talking about do i feel like i have realized this shit i just find it really interesting uh, as a goal you know I, i like to move in that direction and just having that um that that goal or that ideal to move towards makes the present a whole lot more palatable mm-hmm. to me, you know? And yeah, I mean, there's this, these ideas of like, I keep thinking of like, you know, I like Christian mythology, mm-hmm. you know, I don't buy any of this shit dogmatically or hook, line and sinker, but these stories, what they point to the idea oh, yeah. that there, this being is, is born and these guys travel a really long way to bring them mm-hmm. gifts. And like, and, and O. Henry wrote a story sort of turning that on its ear, the gifts of the magic. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. But we, and what it's saying is we all have something to offer, you know, and that really is the goal of our individuality is to recognize what, like, let's pretend we're a cell, you know, and there's this greater being, you know, like that, or, or, for, yeah, let's call it a being, you know, that's again, the I think that's the Dharma, you know, the body of the mm-hmm. being, we have a part to play mm-hmm. and to just truly realize and actualize that part, know your fucking role, mm-hmm. you know, play your role, welcome it, accept it, don't accept it like in resignation, accept it as a gift mm-hmm. and view and then, that, you know, give it, you know, mm-hmm. play that part as a gift to the big story, mm-hmm. you know, like really be integrated. You know, like have integrity, be like cool with it. It's mm-hmm. like it doesn't mean do it to you, the best of your ability. It's, yeah. it's weird because it almost makes you think like, oh, the uh, caste system is maybe not the worst. But, you know, like when you it, 
I, I I forget the name of the book. I read a book of uh, a year or two ago, and it was discussing you know caste systems and and how the people that are born into serfdom don't. I mean, maybe they have th- you know sure they have thoughts of like wow look at this person they're not where I am, but you still you like this is my role. This is be the part you're meant to be and do it the best you can and hope for the next time around you're right a little higher up. But it. That's either a way to keep people down or it's a, an acceptance of like, what do you if know? You, like you said, if you accept it, though, it's like it's like a machine, like it's like a cog in a wheel. You know, mm-hmm. like every every part is maybe not the most important part, but it is because if it wasn't there, then the whole shit would fall apart, you know. And so it's like – and so that gets back to our is individuality, this strive towards individuality. Is that right? Like in our culture especially, specifically, you know – United States, European, like culture is to be a select, everybody wants to be a rock star. You know, that's like the word you hear like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is a rock star poet. This is a rock star graphic designer. Uh You know, it's like everybody wants to be this thing that's elevated. Well, you know, sure. Which is normal. You want to be a god. Yeah. But want to be worshipped, want to be adored. Is that Uh your, but well, I guess maybe that is their cog. Maybe that is their place. I don't know. I think it's a phase to me, that's what it is. It's part of the the necessary narcissism of youth mm-hmm. and you know most people who do strive towards that grow out of it at That's, some point that is true i i know i did mm-hmm. i wanted to be a character i wanted to be something like that for a while some and, sort of legacy or some sort of like you know notice noticed individual mm-hmm. um, and i really liked those guys that had created personas like that like david lee roth and, oh yeah totally. you know i was just like now that and i knew what he, you know i didn't i, I didn't naively i knew what a, what an arch I guess that's somebody Pete Townsend used that word and talking about somebody, but it's that it's it's a manipulation. I mean, G- David Lee Roth is a showman. He's an sure. old school Catskills, you mm-hmm. know, variety show. You know, his 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 stage. It's Van Halen, but he he comes out of that tradition. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a natural thing happened there. I mean, the guy was tapped into rock and roll. He understood it. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he grokked it or intuited it or whatever. But he also you know chose that and. And I thought very, I very much liked that idea of creating your own thing, you know, being the the architect of your own image mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. But but as I get older, I'm like, how about I just like really see my existing image as way more bizarre and complicated yeah. and like, sure, than anything yeah. I could invent, mm-hmm. you know, like Curtis Payne with all of his, you know, contradictions and all of that kind of stuff. That's that's a interesting and sustainable, um, you know, character. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did I do this thing the way I did it? Wow. Yeah. You know, whoa, this is great. You know, no, definitely. And, and, um, and it is, and it's, but it's, and it still does go back to, you know, kind of what, you know, if you wanted to, if you wanted to do this and, you know, like you think what you think about, you bring about, well, now it's like, I think about, making a really great dinner instead of like think about trying to be on some website you know it's like oh i'm gonna make these potatoes so good because i think they're good my wife thinks they're good my kid will eat them perhaps it's like oh yes you know like the things that are that are real that aren't perceptions because you know like all that is it's it's you're striving to have a perception but other people's perception you're Mm -hmm. you're putting out this perception that you want other people to buy basically Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and it's like but if you eliminate that and just like you said more inward right then you can just be like 
wow, I just made a fantastic dinner. Mm -hmm. Good job, dude. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's what I'm talking. I mean, that's that's the thing that's occurred to me. And like, I find liberating and freeing. And like, I have been as close to a uh, the lowest caste member, you know. And it's funny that there's caste that would mean like the Indian C A S T E. Mm -hmm. You know, it's your born role in the strata of life. And then it's caste. Like, I keep thinking of acting and roles sure, and like yeah. whatever. And, you know, the actors have this great line. I mean, there are no small roles. They're only small actors. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, your whatever, wherever you are can be as amazing as you allow it to be, or it can be as petty as you want to be about it. You know, it, the jealousy and the envy and all of that stuff that make it unbearable to be the lighting guy versus the star of the show. You know, um, if you actually go, wow, this is so great that I'm just casting a light on that you know and i'm playing a role i'm part of what is illuminating this thing you know and then suddenly you're real free like i found myself i had to throw off all of that stuff that i thought was cool or status or whatever when i was i knew nobody and i was alone in minnesota and i suddenly found myself really free i was mm -hmm. like i don't i don't have an audience mm -hmm. nobody knows me like i never did but i really now i recognize now that i'm where nobody knows me i really don't i never did and like i could be and do whatever i want to do and there's this huge world yeah. where i can go be and do it i can create my own story man. i can go up in the fucking woods and get on the river and get on a lake and go suddenly the context is completely changed i'm not st strapped into this caste system in this yeah. cast and this little story and this little drama of who's who knows the next cool record that uh, Pitchfork is either going to like or not like, mm -hmm. you know, right. Music is wonderful, but fuck that shit. And, yeah. You know, like really it's, it's such What's, an impotent, like, yeah. that's know. what I always, I, I think about like, what, what have you done for me lately? You know, like I put all this into you and yeah, like you maybe help me define an emotion, but really like, what have you done for me? Like, you know, you, it's just, I mean, you know, it's, you get in what you put out of it or, or mm -hmm. you get out of what you put in rather. But, um, but yeah, like you said, it's, it's like that it doesn't, it, it, it I mean, it, it doesn't matter, man. Nothing matters. It, nothing, man. Nothing's real. It's an illusion. It's whatever. What is mind? Yeah. What is it? What is mind? Never matter. What is matter? Never mind. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got that from the Simpsons. Hey, actually. I mean, they, they dropped some pretty profound things. Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's, I guess the bottom line is I I didn't I I I just never I, I'm just glad that I'm at a point now where you do get that and and it maybe it maybe it is an age thing I don't know I mean I I don't want to just toss it off as whatever but it's like where you really are just you know you can just do what you want to do and realize mm -hmm. that and it's not you don't have to the pressures of being you know it's you you wasted all your youth you know you're you're wasted on the young it's whatever but you know it's like oh if i'd had this liberation when i and, but the thing is like you do see and, and i don't think it's chronological i think it's like you vibrate at this resonance yeah. as long as you do and then maybe you get into another you know and it's you, a different different and pitch it's, and it's what you're supposed to do too yeah. that's the thing that that's the thing you have to accept it's like i'm not a failure because i didn't do this thing when i was 20 right it's like that i wasn't supposed to do that now you know everything is perfect man everything is just humming along you know mm -hmm. and, and just it's funny in the west we really think of those kinds of sentiments as being delusional oh yeah but what's what what is really delusional is that we could ever exert 
mastery and control over any of these sure. variables and that we could ever like yeah. just produce the outcome that we desire and that we would even know that that's a desirable outcome from where we are yeah. gazing into the future like a fucking crystal ball you know it's much more interesting to say how can i actually navigate what the fuck is happening yeah. right now like what is and like really fucking chew on the scenery like mm -hmm. fully inhabit this role you know like I am, I, I was a fucking forklift operator in a goddamn meat locker for many years. And that was some of the funnest shit and the most like, you know, I never thought I would be that good at driving a forklift sure, yeah. and, and, and just be able to move thousands of pounds of shit and play a big, it's like being a little kid with the Tonka toys, yeah, yeah. you know, moving blocks. And I would just do that all day long and then get off work and, and like go and be free to go eat. You know, go to I would go to a fucking meditation or I could do yoga yeah. or I like and like they're all of these, you know, it was a really interesting, complex story um, that none of it lined up with anybody's idea of how any of this was supposed to go. Yeah. yeah. You know, but I, I was having a blast and I'm not saying I was happy all the time, but I was really like into the way it was unfolding. You know, I wasn't in denial about it. I wasn't delusional about it. I was like, man, I'm fucked up. I'm crazy. Like, let me. <laughs> You know, let me just try this. Let me just do my best here. Let me just, you know, be open to that and whatever. And it was, you know, it's, there's so much more out there than the, the tastemakers and fashion. Oh yeah. You yeah. Know? It's, and that's, that's, you know, you then that you think about like the savants or you think about like people that, that are really just doing this thing because they feel called for some reason that they don't even know why. And they do this thing. It's completely pure. And it's, then you stumble onto it. And you're like, well, holy shit like mm -hmm. wow okay you know like that's that feels real you know like you know even even like listen to the elevators who were i feel like some of the groundbreaking you know they were just taking mm -hmm. crazy amounts of lsd and they were really opening up these just blowing the dirt off of everything and exposing this universal things and they're saying things that we probably talked about today don't even really but they were kind of you know, uh, you know, lyrically, some of the first ones, I think, to really get in there. But it was completely they were they didn't know what they were doing. They were just feeling they were crawling through mm -hmm. the dark, you know, through this this way. But they they came across. I feel like it's very pure, even though it's through a chemical thing. But it's still like completely pure. Well, the thing I mean, look at what happened to Rocky Erickson from going about it the way he did. And many other people who, you know, it's kind of like the. um Either it's Icarus, that sure. you know, mm -hmm. um, archetype, or uh, no, Pandora. I've, I've or... actually, it's funny you said that because I've actually compared. I, I, I've, I've years, years ago, I did not that I'm some kind of great thinker or whatever, but I, I, I came across in my mind this comparison of Brian Wilson to Icarus. It's like mm -hmm. you know he did the he, he started doing the smile stuff. He got too fucking close, man. He got too close. There too many doors are open that couldn't because we are still humans. Like we have to admit that we are, you know. I mean, there, there, there is this, you know, field of energy that we can tap into. But once you, you know, it's, it's just like you get your mind blown. You, dude, yeah, the doors open, you can't yeah. close them. You know, yeah. and it's just like in the same sense of like, you know, you, you know, discovering meditation, discovering these ways of life that are more positive and mindful. Once those doors are open, you couldn't go back. You actually to, kind of need boundaries and limitations yeah. as you get into that, and. Yeah, and then it becomes a sustainable thing, that that kind of enlightenment or awareness. And there's nothing, I mean, I romanticize that I did it for a while, like try to take heroic doses of mm -hmm. hallucinogens and play music and like be on the tightrope of like fear and, 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 and inspiration and all of that. Um, 
and I, I love it. I romanticize it and all of that sure. kind of stuff. But you, you can look at, you know, the um, collateral damage mm-hmm. of approaching it that way. It's very much like, you know, magic and witchcraft or like anything yeah. you gain, you pay it's, for it two or three times over. And, and to take it back to alter states, you turn into a, a colorful blob right. unless you can bring it back to some sort of relationship, some sort of relationship either with a person or with yourself or with whatever. But, you know, you can expand your mind. You can expand everything. You can sh- you can go that route. You can do it. But eventually you're going to turn into particles. You know, yeah. like, I mean, in a, in a r- there's nothing phase. to hold it together. Right. right. There's no coherence. And, they're, and then you yeah. melt your wings you know, uh-huh. and then you fall down. So it's, you know, so. You colorful know, they, blob. I thought of Sid Barrett when you said that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> um, but you know, and so they they paid a price for the things that they discovered. But you know, we can sit here and and talk about it and and take what they've you know they I mean, what's the difference in them you know psychologically what they've done or or whatever psychedelically or but but you know what I'm saying what they've done what's the difference in that and like you know uh, Amerigo Vespucci or whatever, you know, or whoever, like they, they gave, they gave everybody, you know, these people gave these huge things to these sacrifices to discover this new thing. Yeah. Maybe they, they did it so you don't have to. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I mean, I've, I've done my share, but, and maybe then some, but I don't, I don't have to go any further. My rubber band is like, I can still, you can still, the funny thing is what, what people, I don't know, people probably do realize this. I'm not, whatever but you know once you've gone there you can go there mm-hmm. easily like mm-hmm. you know um i think there was something you mentioned in that podcast with ryan it's like you don't have to have thc in your system to get that feeling to like right. listen to music and and snap into that like you know tone into this sounds and and the reason you know like i still or to listen, have this kind of conversation <laughs> exactly you don't need it doesn't require that and you don't have to go to the extremes that these guys went to, but they were breaking ground, man. They didn't know what they were doing. They did, they they thought this was the way, mm-hmm. and so they just did it. Well, it turns out eh, a little bit less. When I don't, it might have been okay, you know. And mm-hmm. so there, there's some people that survived that, and some people that did did or didn't. But you know, I mean, it is amazing feeling to like. I mean, I've gotten up on stage with a guitar high on mushrooms and been really amazed at how effortlessly these things come out of me and oh, these sounds your, be, you your know. vibrations have gone through the roof yeah. and you know like you said you need a door because they'll just keep going man yeah. you'll vibrate it out through the atmosphere mm-hmm. so you you know because i don't know if we're supposed to vibrate that high on well, those situations maybe. well you you know it's like that's there's a lot of p- different ways that that's talked about, and like I had, I had read a Tom Robbins book. I think it's Jitterbug Perfume, where they get so. so weird. I, I, did you I read that one? This, no, but I was just thinking about that book today. I read, yeah, I did. I read it years ago. I need to reread it, but that's the one. But like all Kudra disappears, you know, yeah. Kudra and Alabar are like meditating and like getting in heat. They just vanish, yeah. you know, and that. That kind of enlightenment has never been interesting to me. Like I, when I started to kind of get a whiff of what it means to sort of remove yourself from the binary opposition and to start to sort of see things not in this fixed perspective, but sort of loose, and then start to you know keep expanding that and expanding that. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I really want to actually stay rooted in desire. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was like 20. I was like, I know, sure. I I just want to be like here, you know. And I actually vainly or um, whatever called that being bodhisattva. Cause mm-hmm. I was like, well, I get it, but I'm like going to stay and like totally play in the, you know, carnal world and mm-hmm. like not. Mm-hmm. And that's of course, I don't know who knows if that's accurate or not, but, but like the feeling of being dispersed was not, that scared me. It was really not attractive mm-hmm. to me and held me back from having any of those really transcendent hallucinogenic experiences. I mean, I smoked DMT and I, and I saw 
like a colorful field in front of me that seemed like something that I could enter into. And I was like, I don't want to, I will dissolve. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, and it really was like, I had to hold back from that. I've never been, I never wanted that. And like, you know, I wanted to retain the tension that is cohesion, you know, like stay in that world. So is that, so what I've, from what I've gathered from other, um, some some other source I don't remember, but um, so is that ego? Is that your ego saying like, whoa, whoa, we can't lose control here, it's man? Good we question. can't, we can't do, do this. Certainly, what it felt like is that, I mean, fear underlined the majority of my psychedelic experiences, mm-hmm. it was, and the fear it was super is super strong. Of, the fear of like not being able to come back not or not whatever. Not yeah. Being real, so is that so is know. that ego? Can can you truly embrace? Can you truly? Take a, a hallucinogen, a hallucinogen, and let go of your ego, and truly sail on the rainbow bridge. Can you take it off? You know? I don't know. And maybe I, mean, I, I mean, couldn't. I couldn't. You know. No. Right? And I mean, Terrence McKenna, you know, is really into all of this stuff, mm-hmm. and he's the one that coined the term heroic dose. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, you take so much mushrooms that your ego is totally flattened, and you just can't even consider it. You're just, you are just in this state. You know, and he believed that was the thing. Because he believed psilocybin was extraterrestrial in right. origin, and like it, it was actually like an, a, a coded consciousness, and that you were communing with something like really crazy stuff. But he said, as he was getting ready to die of brain cancer, that maybe all of that stuff is practicing for when you know you're in, you got to go through the Bardo mm-hmm. stuff, like that you die and you, if for your consciousness to exist outside of the framework that you've been used to, you have to be prepared to make that leap Mm -hmm. and you have to practice doing it or you're just going to hang on and you're just, you're actually going to die. The true death is the vampires would call it, which Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if it's a death of um, like, it's, it's, it's just an eradication, a dissolution of whatever was becoming coherent. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if you do, maybe if you practice this stuff and you, and you're guided properly at that point that this, there is a sort of a bud that goes out from that, mm-hmm. you know, an enlightened being that goes out from that or not. And you just go back into the mush. So, and, so, <laughs> so that being said, so, so I, heavy. Yeah. Yeah. God. I, so, so are we, so in that theory, are we, as our life just preparation for the next, like preparation for death? Like, well, is it's that like, the, it's not guaranteed. Like yeah. you, you have to find some practice for you that makes you cohesive mm-hmm. so that when the, when this vessel gives out that consciousness can go on and it doesn't matter if it doesn't go on. It's not hell. Yeah, it doesn't you're, matter because, <laughs> but you know, you gonna do? this yeah. is a possibility. Yeah. This is, you know, like the dandelion seed on the wind, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like this is a possibility maybe that your consciousness could transcend your corporeal form and, and then live in the form that is, you know, all of the other form of the universe rather mm-hmm. than being, you know, I mean, that's just one idea. I don't say I necessarily believe yeah. that, but there's an intuitive truth to letting go of the ego to really transcend the petty psychodrama that is most of our illusory realities. Yes, that's <laughs> fantastic. That's really, I think we, I think all we did, without drugs. I think we did it, man. I think we did it. Yeah. I think yeah. we've achieved. And I think if, I think if, if there's somebody that's listening that stays and just hangs the whole time, then they've, well, I'd do it. Would you do it? Yeah. That means somebody else will do it. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. I think so. I'm. Uh, I mean, this, I, I get into it, man. I, I, I don't know. I could just, I could just go for hours because 
what else are you gonna talk about? That's the way I'm. Mean, that's kind of the, that's like I get around my friends, like a lot of friends, and they're just like, oh, here he comes talking right. all this like mumbo jumbo. But it's like, what are you gonna do? Like, what else are you gonna talk Why about? Not? Yeah, it's it's like it's fun, man. It's 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 uh, I you know it's it's I just read I just started reading. Uh, I, have you read um, Prometheus Rising, Robert Anton Wilson? Mm-hmm. I just got a copy of it, and it I it and I. I not not nothing ironic, it, but it actually goes with this Ron Rigi Jr. book, the Cartoon Utopia. They actually kind of, when I was reading them both, I would I would go complimented like each other. Oh man, yeah. it was great because they, you know they were talking about like uh, you know he's uh, Will, Wilson's going through and talking about these. Um, you know, just just talking about the. I don't. We, I don't even want to go into. You know, like there's a whole other can of worms talking mm-hmm. about. You know, uh, uh, birth. These different cycles of mm-hmm. through through time and and um, how you you know as the, how how much is actually formed in your first. Um, oh, I forget what he calls them. There, there. It's 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 like a leery thing. It's like there's eight. I think eight or nine. Um, uh, it's it you know it's it's like time references mm-hmm. but um I've gotten off now I've gotten my record just skipped stand by I, I I think I know well maybe I don't want to mess with what your train of thought is that there's something like that Joseph Campbell was talking about these different like uh, cycle circles of of uh, yeah and just how how much like the first like you know in the like how much is actually actually happening when you are an infant and when you are super young and how you know, um, it's, it's, you, you know, like every desire that you have in your life, like he was theorizing that it's actually you just trying to get back to, you know, the vagina or if you're whatever, or you're, you're getting back to the breast basically is mm-hmm, what he's saying, mm-hmm. you know, and it's how the source, the source. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's how, then that relates to what I was reading in the other, the Ron Rigi book about everybody just, you know, the, the yearning to want, the, I always want something better was really, truly, if you, if you break it all apart, it's the yearning to be back to the source. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like everybody just wants back on that tit, man. You yeah. know, it's, it's like what's the most perfect thing in this world? It's like you being an infant on the tit. There's no mm-hmm. more, you know, euphoric thing. And so it's we certainly romanticize per- proverbial tit or yeah. whatever. But um, or, <laughs> Ryan Williams said, you know, we spend nine months trying to get out of the womb and the rest of our lives trying to get right back in. Yeah, that's it. But that, I mean, but that's, that's huge actually, if you really think about it. I mean, that's all we're trying to do. You know, it's like, is it, it's, it's like a, um, it's a race towards, you know, you know, like, like you could say that the reason people are addicted to things is because they're racing towards that feeling, racing Mm -hmm. towards that euphoric feeling, Mm -hmm. basically trying to race towards death, but they don't want to say that. You know, nobody Mm -hmm. wants to say that. But, you know, racing towards the source. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, as fast as we can, man, let's do these things, you know. But we all carry the source within us. That's that, the thing. That is from the well from which the fact that this any of this shit is operating right now is because this that's operational in us right yeah. now. You know, every time you eat food, breathe air, whatever, you're taking it in. And it is also in, it is like a, you know, a nuclear clock. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you got so much of a half-life built into this thing and it's your little piece of the flame. That's the source, you know, mm-hmm. you're a goddamn candle. And mm-hmm. you know, what you really got to do is tap into whatever the hell is, you know, driving the clock, you know, mm-hmm. in you, you know, and I think playing music is one of those ways that I've experienced that when you go into a room with a bunch of people and you don't know what the hell's going to happen. And you start off painfully kind of like noodling and some shit's happening and you start getting frustrated and you're like, this, nothing's going to happen. This sucks. And then 
there's some breakthrough mm-hmm. and and then suddenly everybody's in a uh you know on the same page or or a same enough page that they're having a conversation mm-hmm. and something's happening and what a euphoric feeling that is yeah that light in the dark man it's mm-hmm. it's what it is it's it's you know it's it's the because darkness, you know, the only th- like you can't reverse it. Like darkness can't cover light. Like once mm-hmm. light's opened, like light is light, and it it. What's light without darkness? Yeah, yeah. It's it's there's not. You know, you can strike a. Was it? I heard some the other day that you can strike a match in a room, and darkness is gone. But you know, but you can't do the opposite. You can't just. I mean, you could put the light out, I guess, or blow it out. But that's mm-hmm. not the point. <laughs> Right. I digress. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like light, light can just a single small light. If you can just carry, show a little bit of that light that you carry within yourself. This little light of I'm saying, you know, there's so much truth in these like heavy, heavy truths (laughs) in that. And like what you're saying, you know, like it's, you know, so that's that being said, just live, live and bathe in the light, man. And just let it go and, and let go of all those. Be faults. the fucking light. Be yeah. the light. Let go of all Shine those. On you crazy diamond things. And just be a light being emulate light. Em- emulate? This, emulate? No. Yeah. Uh, and this has been Kyle from the diamond center. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thank you. I really wanted to end on that. Shine on you crazy. And there you have it. Kyle Harris long one cosmic man I love talking about that shit and I can talk about it all day or at least for two hours straight whatever happened to that old catchphrase I gotta piss like a motherfucker cause I sure did have to piss like a motherfucker when we were done and he and I he and I went downstairs and kept talking sat out on the porch and then hung out for another two hours it's cool I gotta catch up with him again was, I really enjoyed that um Enjoyed that. Enjoyed. Like my porch too. Wanna come over and hang out with me on my porch? Come over and visit. Should call first. Send me a or you know send me a a message or an email. But you're welcome. Just come over here and hang out with me. You can have a tantric conversation off the mic. Why not? I'm down to talk. I like talking. I don't know why. I really like. I used to think it was because of. I talked a lot because <clears throat> I drank and did drugs and, you know, did the kinds of drugs that make you talk a lot. But they're gone, long gone. I've been off that shit for almost six years, and I can run my motherfucking mouth. I will get me started, and I will just keep rolling. And I get high doing it. I really, like, there's some energy, energy thing that happens to me. I don't know if I'm holding back a lot of stuff, and when I start talking, I just feels like a relief it just comes flowing out but i get this great feeling in in my chest my my uh, sternum that's like you get when you're getting high so there's something about it i'm I'm obviously wired to do that just get real excited about ideas and and being sometimes it's bad because sometimes i get excited about being right and i gotta get this right thing out i gotta get you to listen to me and i gotta get it you gotta understand which is that's why i'm living alone now kind of people don't like that and it doesn't I don't like it and I don't I don't know right now I don't I'm not very good at not being right I'm getting trying to get better at it it's all right even when it's wrong it's all good I'm okay you're okay we'll be all right namaste motherfuckers and please again I could really use some financial support if you dig what I'm doing and go eat a cheeseburger I mean, cheeseburger. Go eat one of Chad's crazy burgers down there.
Chad's Crazy Burgers at Wonderland. Yeah. Good night or afternoon or morning whenever you're listening to this.